With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And welcome into another episode of Dan and Tony Sports. My name is Dan Snyder, joined tonight, for the time being, by Dan Beebe. Dan, the Dan Duet, part What's two. Up? How are you doing tonight? Pretty good, you? I'm doing a lot better than Ben Roethlisberger. Indeed. I mean, he's got more money than me, so maybe not, but... but both your arms are intact. Both my arms are intact, that is correct. Uh, Dan, we got a, a, a big show tonight we got a lot to talk about we've got a bunch of injuries that frankly we need to discuss um some people missing time for things that aren't injuries like mononucleosis (laughs) yeah that's uh that's different yeah i mean (coughs) there's a lot of people who for one reason or another should be playing football but aren't we're gonna talk about a lot of NFL and uh, college football. Um, obviously, that's that's our forte. We've got the top 25 games from the past weekend to go over. Yep. We've got the NFL games from the past weekend to go over. We've got to make our picks. Yep. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, and we're also going to have uh, some overreactions that we've come up with for... You know, the NFL, the first two weeks of the season. Uh, so what do you say we we get started by talking about some of these uh, sad sacks of skin that are missing game time this week? Let's do it. All right. So I think the one that really um, causes the biggest problem for uh, the NFL is Drew Brees. Uh, Because the Saints are 
really, they're they're Super Bowl contenders. They are, absolutely. The Camara, Michael Thomas, a lot of big names that don't have their under center right now. Yeah, the uh, the biggest sigh of relief for the next six teams to play the Saints because you're probably going to get a win as they've announced that they're going to split time between quarterbacks Teddy Bridgewater and Taysom Hill. Mm. Uh, but let's let's get everything that led up to this injury. So Sunday, the Saints played the Rams. Great game in a rematch of the NFC Championship from uh, last oh, season. Yep. Uh, Aaron Donald gets up in, uh, in Drew Brees' face. Uh, and tears some ligaments in his thumb. Yep. Drew Brees is going to miss four to six weeks, which is rough for the Saints because they're going to have a lot of work that they really need to um, to put in after these six weeks. I mean, we knew it was bad when we saw him walk right over to the sideline and couldn't even grip the football. He doesn't do that. That's not... That's not what Drew Brees does. Yeah, so you're right. We we could tell it was bad, but let's just go through their schedule. So far, they're 1-1. One one. Their one win being against the Texans in that thrilling week one uh, victory, that 58-yard field goal. Yeah. Uh, and then they lost to the Rams 27-9. Uh, it doesn't get easier. They play the Seahawks next week. They look pretty energetic this past week. Yeah. Seattle. Yep. The Cowboys will be coming essentially off of a bye. Ouchies. Yeah. You got your boy Dak under center. It's only spelling problems. Yeah, and Ezekiel, I mean, he's not on the defense, but um, Teddy Bridgewater and Taysom Hill are going to have some, some real problems when Dexter Lawrence, or sorry, Demarcus Lawrence, not Dexter Lawrence, yep. when Demarcus Lawrence, Malik Collins, uh, Robert Quinn... Uh, Leighton Van Der Esch, Jalen Smith, uh, all really come after them. Are you are you doing a uh, happy um, prediction there? Oh, you said Smith. I'm sorry. Uh, I was thinking Jalen Ramsey. Where's he gonna end up? But oh, yeah, we can. Well. We'll talk about him in a little bit. Yeah. Um, but so after the Cowboys, they have the Buccaneers, the Jaguars, then the Bears. And then the Cardinals. I mean, I, I could see them winning the Jacksonville game. I'm not even quite sure they could take Tampa Bay. I don't know. I'm not very high on Tampa Bay. I feel like they're going to be like, like a unique spoiler. Like, I mean, you saw what they did to um, Carolina this past week. I also don't think Carolina's that good anymore. <laughs> I mean, they do have, you know, they do have Christian McCaffrey. And he's looked not great in his two weeks. The Panthers 0-2, Christian McCaffrey. Um, Listen, the one expectations. Week, yeah, the one week fantasy-wise was fantastic. The second week, he was pretty much non-existent. Um, Especially at the, the end of that game there where he he'd went to stretch for the score and came up short of the marker. So, I mean... That play, didn't, that play call didn't make sense. No. It, I don't remember if they had a timeout or not. The pitch left, yep. But when they saw that, what's his name, um, the corner wasn't following 
um, wasn't following DJ Moore yep. across the formation and saw that he was standing there. They, if they had a timeout, they should have just called a timeout and picked a new play. Also, yeah. instead of trying to get completely to the outside, if he had just stepped, cut in a little bit sooner, he probably gets that first down. But, again, when you're running, you don't always see that kind no, of stuff. It's, like, it's, hindsight's twenty twenty, right? Your, your hindsight is twenty twenty. Your momentum's carrying you the whole way, and, uh, you know. Yeah, it's easy for my fat ass to say sitting on this couch, you know? But, uh, I'm just, I, I think that. I'm curious, because I know, like, for a fact, I did actually bypass a couple top picks to get to him, and, you know fantasy drafts and thinking he would you know was the way he's just built up you know you know body strength over this offseason i thought he was going to be something to really break through but you know a little bit remains to be seen here so yeah we'll we'll see i i'm not sold on on christian mccaffrey completely but that's neither here nor there we're talking about drew Brees. yep so, after those games, if it is the full six weeks, the sixth week is the Cardinals. Then they have a bye week. Yeah. So, say he comes back on time. He's then back in time for Falcons, Buccaneers, Panthers, Falcons, 49ers, Colts, Titans, Panthers. Which is the easier part of their schedule, if you ask me. Yeah, because the Texans, Rams, Seahawks, Cowboys, Bears... Jaguars, shit, they front-loaded that schedule. Right. <laughs> oh, man. It's almost like they knew, uh, knew something was going to go down here. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, if say, say he does come back, I could, see, I could see them beating the Falcons. I could see them beating the Bucks with him. Panthers, I could see it. You know, of course, we're you know these are all divisional matchups, so we always tend to, I guess, over-exaggerate a little bit. Sometimes they're closer than we expect. Falcons, 49ers, um, Colts, Titans. Pain. I mean, they should all be... Winnable games. Yeah, at least man, yeah, manageable. Maybe you got maybe one or two losses in there, maybe tops, if you think about it. Yeah, and so let's say that they sweep that. Yep. It's not like these next six games, any of them are unwinnable. Right. I don't see them beating the Seahawks. I don't see them beating the Cowboys. I could, they could beat the Buccaneers. They could beat the Jaguars. They could beat the Cardinals. Shit, if the Bears are calling offensive plays like they have been, they could beat the Bears. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, kind of easy to, to carve around them, I would say, for sure. They have Looking at their schedule now, with the amount of talent they have on the team, I don't see why they're... They shouldn't even be worried, really. Yeah, because, I mean, who do they really have to worry about division-wise or not? They don't. You know? I mean, who's going to give them the most problem? Maybe the Falcons? Maybe, Maybe. the Falcons? I mean, we've seen them. They've, 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 they're kind of exploited a little bit as well. They didn't look great against the Eagles, and the Eagles didn't look great against them, which makes me pretty fucking happy. Yeah. We don't know how much you hate Philly, so. Oh, I fucking hate Philly. But anyway, so those are the games that he is, quote-unquote, scheduled to miss. Seahawks, Cowboys, Buccaneers, Jaguars, 
maybe comes back for Bears Cardinals. It said four to six weeks. We don't know. I would expect him to be out the full six. Just think, yeah, just to be safe. Yeah, you can keep him on the men's and especially if you get in those four games. If you get two or three wins, so like let's say they do beat the Buccaneers and they beat the Jaguars. I mean, the Bears have a, a ferocious defense. Don't put him back in. Right. Just absorb that L. And then keep him out for the Cardinals. They're going to beat the Cardinals. Most likely. And a lot of, you know, a lot of the reports I heard too is that people th- seem to think, I mean, now being that it's going to be a split between the two backup QBs that, um, you know, Br- Teddy Bridgewater could probably get them 500. Maybe. Maybe. It's been a while since he's really actually played. So we'll have to see how he... He didn't look too impressive this when he had to come in. He um, didn't. They also don't have a great offensive line. And they're not... They haven't been practicing his style of play. Yeah. So it doesn't make sense for him or Taysom Hill to really have had success mid-game. Because that offense is tailor-made to fit Drew Brees. Absolutely, yep. No, I mean, still very manageable. I mean, I, potentially they could still take the, they you know, get the division, get their spot in the playoffs. They might not be, they're probably not going to be a top-tier first buy, but they'll have to play the wild card, which is, yeah, you know, most likely. So, but if he's back full, you know, 100% under center, I don't see why they couldn't get to the, still couldn't get to the conference championship. I mean, we'll see. I mean, the even when Drew Brees was in the game, they weren't looking that great. I mean, the Rams have a good defense, though. So, I don't know. I, I feel like, I feel like the Saints are going to be just fine without Drew Brees for the next four to six weeks. Yeah. Yep. I feel like they would have been in a tough game against the Seahawks and against the Cowboys, even with Drew Brees under center. Or in shotgun, wherever he prefers to line up. Right. So, I mean, I don't feel like they were heavily favored to win, and now they're going to lose. I feel like, it. by the time Saints-Cowboys, let's see, the game is where? In Dallas? Yeah. Cowboys probably would have been... A favorite to win that game, anyways. Yeah. The way the whole, basically, the whole team's been playing out of their minds. So crazy, yeah. But um, kind of a shame that we won't get to see that full, you know, potential matchup with him in the, you know, missing. Right, right. Because last year that was a great game. Yeah. But anyways, let's continue on because there's way more injuries that we need to talk about in the NFL. Um, one that actually does make quite a huge difference, even though they were going to be bad. Now they're going to be absolute shit. <laughs> ben Roethlisberger. Yeah. All right. So Ben Roethlisberger out the rest of the season. Walks off favoring his elbow. What was that? Walked off favoring his elbow. Um, yeah, I mean, he'll come out in a, he'll come out in a, a walking boot like he always does. So, he's optimistic that he's going to come back and play the best football of his career. 
He's on drugs. Yeah, I would say so. I mean, to the point where, you know, you got to act a little bit more interested in the game to make a claim like that. Right, right. So, um, what was it? What was it called? The the injury he got to his elbow. Uh, was it he had a torn ligament or? That was Drew Brees' torn ligament in the thumb. Um, well, it was like almost. They I thought they said it was almost like a Tommy John's like situation where his like, you know, the muscle in his forearm separated. Oh, oh injured. Um, Brock, yeah. It was a nerve issue, wasn't it? Pretty sure, yep. All right, yeah, so let me see. It's not saying in any of the reports. They don't listen. No, nope. Uh, oh, here we go. An injury to his UCL. Okay. Yeah, okay. So uh, he hurt his UCL out for the season. Um, Mason Rudolph. Stepping in. Yep. Taking over. Uh, he didn't look horrible against the uh, the Seahawks last week. No. When he came in in relief. So Mason Rudolph, the new starter uh, for the Pittsburgh Steelers. There's been a lot of debate, and I'm sick of hearing this, about should the Steelers contact Colin Kaepernick. The dude hasn't played I mean, football in like four years. Yeah, that was actually that was kind of going to be a little bit one of my overreactions later. <laughs> once we get to it, okay. I was re- I was looking at that all day um, on ESPN the other day, and I was like, really? After you know, like the whole drama of it, I'm just over it. I over just don't. It. I don't understand how we can keep this narrative of you know they should. I mean, you got it. The thing is, they have a young kid at you know under center right now. You know, twelve for nineteen, two touchdowns, one interception is not a bad debut. Debut. I mean, it's not his debut, but full debut. But yeah, yeah. I mean, coming in, you know, in the clutch to help things out, and they only lost by two points. So I mean, yeah, he kept them, you know, easily in the game. Yeah, but I, I just, I don't know. I don't understand that whole logic of why you know call somebody up as a free agent when you got. You know, I mean, if you look at the high, if you watch the highlights of that game, you know, now they have a QB that seems to have a little bit of fight, though. Like, he really looks like he's engaged. He wants to play, you know. Yeah, he does. Um, personally, I think that this is going to be what the Steelers need to finally move on from Ben Roethlisberger. That's what I'm hoping, yeah. Like, you know, as I'm, a, I'm sick of him holding the, the Steelers hostage. Which he, he basically is. The every team, year. The team as a whole in Pittsburgh needs to move forward. And they're going to have a hard time doing it because they're without Ben Roethlisberger, they're without Le'Veon Bell, they're without Antonio Brown. Juju Smith-Schuster is showing that he Off can't... A slow start. But, yeah, he yeah. he's showing right now that he's not capable, at least not yet, of being of the being guy. The guy. Um, My grief just looks... Horrible. Like, they, they literally pulled him off the field the other day. Yeah. He looked... And we'll, we'll touch on that in a little bit. So, naturally, what do the Steelers do? Let's trade our first-round pick next season for a corner. Yeah. Okay. So, you need a whole lot of work. You need a running back. 
Well, I mean, I guess they like James Conner. He got hurt, but he should be good to go. Uh, You're set with Juju Smith-Schuster as your number one receiver, okay? There's nothing else you could spend a number one draft pick on other than a corner. Maybe a safety. He's shown that he wants to play corner more than safety. And if you don't know what we're talking about, um, we're talking about Minka Fitzpatrick yeah. got traded to the Steelers for a first-round pick next season. And that, let's put it this way, that, that defense was nowhere near having just one missing puzzle piece as their answer. No, they're not. They're not even close. Amazing. It's ridiculous. And they were saying that too. You know, here's a here's a team that basically built a tradition as being the steel curtain, having a great defense, and they're just, you know, they're being cut through like, you know, crap paper. It's ridiculous. The argument that you can make is that, well, he's only in his second year in the league, and he was a first-round pick. So you basically just took a first-rounder. You just drafted him in the first round, essentially next season, but you get to use him today. No. So, I mean, I get that, but I feel like there are a lot more needs that need to be addressed, like offensive line. Offensive line, and even, you know, as you say, I I don't think they're going to find that a lot of their receiving core and maybe even their running back, because, I mean, I think we we even predicted this before. Like, you know, James Conner had a – good season last year but it's only going to take a matter of time for teams to kind of do research on him and you know figure out like what his style is and more or less counters every play right and in addition to that like now what happens if mason rudolph sucks and you have to move on from him <sighs> That's what's, that. what's your backup plan who's the new backup in 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 pittsburgh they used to have josh Dobbs, but they traded him I don't remember where he went to. He's not with them anymore. They can't re-sign uh, Jarvis, uh, not Jarvis Landry, um, Landry Jones, because he signed a contract with the XFL. Yep. So he's locked in to Vince. Which, by the way, uh, coming up in just a little bit on USA yep. is NXT. On yeah. USA Network. That's, um, to me, that's almost like a reason for probably a lot of uh, subscribers to the network to just get rid of it because I never thought they'd see, you'd see that. That was that used to be an exclusive thing on their network. but Well, no, I mean, just a, a real quick touch on, on that. The reason to get the network is so that you don't have to pay all of the pay-per-views. Yeah. Yeah, and NXT starts at 8 o'clock. So we're actually going to put that on while we... Uh... Talk up the NFL? Yeah. And yes, but uh, so, yeah, I'm just trying to yeah I'm find a backup the depth chart here for the Steelers. Yeah, um, which some you know someday we'll have this all like right in front of us on command. But yeah, I mean one day. But regardless, you're not getting Landry Jones back. You're not. If, if Mason Rudolph sucks, you're fucked. That's plain and simple. You are fucked and at what point so where do you like you know that being said where do you start at that point in the next draft do you go for your next qb of the future i mean 
I know technically, you know, Roethlisberger, you know, Roethlisberger says, oh, I'll be back and I'm, I'm going to play my best football in my career, but okay. It, it, they haven't done anything in the past how many years now? They go out if they, you know, they think they're gonna they're gonna be the team to rival the Pats every year in the conference championship. They get shellacked. It's like there's nothing. There's no energy left to that team whatsoever. Like, there's not. They've lost all their fight. Yeah. And Mike Tomlin, I'm sure, is you know a brilliant mind knows what he's doing football wise, but it doesn't seem like he's doing a good job of really instilling anything into this team. No. I mean, the only the only thing I can think of that really puts any fight in is James Conner. And now Mason Rudolph, hopefully. But, like, the rest of the team, do they, like, are they motivated? I mean, it doesn't look like it by the way they play. I mean, you got, not as collective as a whole, but you got, you know, Vance McDonald stepped up. TJ Watt is really good. Yeah. So they have pieces. Juju Smith did, you know, he got a couple big plays. But, I mean, for the most part, I mean, you know, around the line, it looks like Jimmy Connors is the only one who's really trying. And, again, that's easy for us to say, me sitting my fat ass on my couch. But, I mean, you know, we try to, you know, go into detail on this stuff. But, you know, rise up for differing opinions. Right. Uh, so Ben Roethlisberger out for the rest of the season, maybe done for the rest of his career. Um, injuries, man. They just has there ever been a season with from preseason to like week two that you've felt like, man, just too many people getting hurt, or as many people are being injured as this season? Does it seem like this season is excessive, excessively egregious? Yeah, we're only we've we only played two weeks in the regular season. It's it's been insane. Um, let's see what other injuries are there. Sam Sam Darnold got the fucking Mono. plague. Yeah, <laughs> so he's um, he's at least down for two. Like this being his first week, right? I've heard it. He's going to be out until week five. Yeah, at least. It was like four or five they were going to, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's see. So, he already missed a game. Yeah. He's going to miss the next three games. All right, so other NFL injuries. I'm sorry, go on. I was going to say, I mean, regardless, I don't think um, they're really in a spot to be too worried. They already got two losses in uh their offensive line is absolutely horrible. So, yeah, you know, other other players who've gotten injured. The Cowboys have two that they're going to be without for four to six weeks. Um, Michael Gallup, Gallup, wide receiver, yeah. uh, which my flex on the fantasy. Yeah, it's rough because he is one of the five leading receivers in the NFL this season yeah. through two weeks, of course. But still, two hundred and thirty some yards for Michael Gallup. Um. Xavier Woods, the safety, he's going to be out for six to eight weeks. So that's going to be a little rough. But that should have just put the urgency into the Cowboys to get Minka Fitzpatrick. Mm -hmm. Because then you could move him, or if he was willing, or Byron Jones to safety and not have to worry about it because you'd be replacing a starter with a starter. 
However, it doesn't seem like that's the route they wanted to go. No. I mean, who am I to tell them what to do? I'm not the one signing the checks. That's just it. And uh, I'm sure they'll, you know, they'll address the problem and they'll work around it. All right. Other injuries. Um, Deshaun Jackson. Yeah. That's uh, it's going to be rough for the Eagles because he's also one of the top five receivers. Was an abdominal injury they said on him? Let me see what the injury report says. Uh, but he is... <clears throat> Excuse me. All right. Deshaun Jackson. We've got... Diagnosed with abdominal strain... Yeah. And expected to miss about two weeks well, per that's... Tim McManus of ESPN. That's really fucking bad for them as they're already going to be missing Corey Clement, Alshon Jeffrey, Dallas Godare. Aguilar is um, going to be the, have to step up. Yeah, Nelson Aguilar is going to have to step it up. Uh, they're also going to be without Tim Jernigan, which is huge. Huge. The vision's looking better and better for you now, isn't it? It is. It's it's looking a lot better. Jonathan Cyprian also out. What happened to Clement? Uh, Corey Clement? Yeah. Uh, so, Corey Clement, his injury is... Special teams. Non-participant on Wednesday. It was a shoulder injury. Oh. Yeah, because he's basically returning everything now, right? Yeah. Uh, is he even like... I don't even think he's like factored in the backfield this year, is he? He has been used as a receiver out of the backfield for the most part that's what he is and what he will for the rest of his career be yeah because he's you know a little bit average at best so like i remember last year it was him and uh wendell smallwood basically making up the committee right yeah because darren sproles got injured yeah yep uh but let's see some other big players uh keanu neal um has a groin injury. He may play on Sunday. Yeah, Not sure a, about that. But um, just inject it with something, be fine. Just inject it. Yeah, uh, I mean, most of these guys got to be walking pharmacies. So, yeah, Devin Singletary. He's considered day to day, and for my fantasy team, Jesus, I am fucking hoping that he is okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. For the most part, those are the big injuries. But let's talk for a minute about um, what's his name, Sam Darnold. Yeah. Okay, so Sam Darnold is uh, no, not going to be around for a little bit. I guess is the best. He's not injured. Mm-hmm. He's sick. He's been quarantined. He wasn't allowed to leave his apartment. He's got mono. Who he's been kissing, I don't know. Ugh. Don't know. He got the kissing disease, and he's been quarantined in his apartment. He's good to leave now. But they were saying the reason he can't play with mono is even if he feels physically fine, until the mono is gone, his pancreas is going to be enlarged, and it's going to be sensitive so if he gets hit and that 
or was it his spleen? I think it was his pancreas. So if he gets hit and his pancreas ruptures, he dies in minutes. God he, damn. That's the end of it. Yep. All right. So maybe it was spleen. I don't remember. I'm not a doctor. Right. Which is like the I just think because I when they I heard them talking about it on Monday Night Football and they were saying like, you know, I even heard that you know remember growing up you heard about that like in school a lot. It's more a thing that like you know kids usually get it but but it's worse as an adult apparently yeah because if like you say if you're not like to a t being careful you die from it and right and here we go nxt live on usa who the hell's that uh i don't know who that is but uh she's freaking me out yeah i just see some no name because she's in nxt so yeah well i mean i wouldn't say they're not i wouldn't say they're no names like they're no names until they get to the big Adam Cole isn't a no-name. John, Johnny Gargano is not a no-name. Right. They're not until they hold this, you know, one of the titles. Io Shirai is the name. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correct. Anyways. Um, so, yeah. Sam Darnold, just precaution, mm-hmm. at the very least precaution, is keep him out until the mono is gone so that his spleen, his spleen or his pancreas, whichever it was, doesn't rupture on him and he doesn't die on the field. Yeah. Good. Never. That's what the fuck. Uh, Bianca Bel Air. Still watching TV. Yeah, yeah. This is, her hair is too fucking long. I mean, you Anyways, can probably use it as a whip right there. Well, look, she's just gonna win the match like that. <laughs> Basically. Like so, Mortal anyways. Combat. <laughs> right. Anyways. Uh, so those, can you think of any other major injuries? LaShawn McCoy, um, limited in practice. I don't think he practiced today. Is LaShawn McCoy really a major injury at this point? I mean, he is helping the backfield in Kansas City. Come on. He's one of six? I mean, think of it this way. He needs this year to win a Super Bowl. If not, he's probably not going to get one. Okay. So. So, yeah, keep, well, I'm sure he could care less, you know, get hurt, be out. Be a member, say Pat Mahomes does the work, and uh, ride the coattails, I guess, is the best way to put it. All right. All right. So, any, any other injuries that you can think of? Uh, that seemed to cover the majority of the, the, the top important of ones. Yeah. The ones that are really actually going to factor into, um, yeah, the season and the, the actual outcome as to how the playoffs are going to fit. Right. Okay, so now let's move on from the injuries to fantasy because this crazy fucking person in one of my leagues offered me the absolute dumbest fucking trade that I could think of. Not only offered it to me, offered it to me twice, even after I declined that shit. It's like, hey, did you miss it? Are you sure? Are you really sure? All right, so I don't even remember what the trade was. But, uh, oh, breaking news. Uh, the A's lose Blake Trinan to season-ending back injury. Ouch. Fuck. Yeah, we That's already got uh, in, in other MLB news, because we always usually pepper in a little bit. Uh, you have the rest of the season without Christian Yelich and uh, Mike Trout. Oh, okay. All right. Not so much for the Angels, but um, I know the uh, Brewers were going for one of the last wild card spots. I don't know how bad they slid since, though. 
Okay. So, um, that trade. So, I would receive Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf. First of all, they're on the same fucking team. Pretty decent last Sunday. I don't even care if he did decent last Sunday. They played the shit-ass Steelers. But they're on the same team. Yeah. Like to spread it out. Why would I... Why would I... Trade for two players on the same goddamn team. Wouldn't make much sense. It doesn't. Well, two receivers on the team. But it doesn't make any sense. What's even worse is that they want me to give up on Johnson and Golden Tate. No. Hell no. It's not even a no. It's a fuck no. What... Have you ever been offered, or have you ever offered a trade worse than that? No. I think I offered Tony, like, um, I don't remember what the trade was. It was... I know, though, if I do offer people trades, I only offer, like, one player at a time, because it's so stupid to be like, yeah, I really want so-and-so on your team. Here's uh, three other players, so that, you know, the other other person's going to have to drop people. Let me see. Uh, I offered Tony, like, a really stupid fucking trade. Um, I think I did it. I, I did it once as, like, a gag, knowing it was so god, you know, so god-awful. Uh, let me see. This is the league that Josh Gordon... Okay, so he's got Josh Gordon in this league. Is this also Antonio Brown? Yeah, okay. <clears throat> so is the Sleeper League. He has Josh Gordon and Antonio Brown. Mm. I offered him, I think, oh, Daryl Henderson, the third string running back for the Rams for Josh Gordon. Yeah, that is uh, pretty comical <laughs> on your end. He didn't take it for whatever reason. Jeez, maybe yeah. you want to look into that a little bit more. Yeah. Maybe we should offer it to him again. Yeah, well, I mean, don't you know, like, if you have the, you know, your top two guys go down, that this is going to be huge? Yeah, yeah. If Todd, I mean, you gotta, you're, you know, you're gambling on that likelihood. So, Todd Gurley ever goes down, man. Daryl Henderson's gonna be ready to step up. Yeah. For those of you who don't know who Daryl Henderson is, he was the fucking beast running back at Memphis last year. Um. Oh, looks like AJ Green is able to run. Just got an update from Sleeper. Yeah, that's been frustrating too. I have him on one team and. Uh... God, you got to wonder, though, by about midseason, if they're just plain ass, I wouldn't even bring him back. Nope. You know, it's almost like, do you drop him or don't you? It's like, what's he going to be like when he gets back? Are they going to even play him? So, Well, I mean, John Ross has looked really good. Tyler Boyd looked really good. So how much room is there going to be in that receiving core for all three of them to be really good fantasy players? It's just it. There's Touches. not going to be the room. No. <clears throat> Maybe trade? I mean, you don't trade him, no. Because he's obviously the best of them. Right. But, like, I don't know. All right. Could they go with all three? Yeah. Could they be successful? Yeah. Are they all going to have good fantasy seasons? No. No. Well, no. So you're, we're seeing that now with Josh Gordon. He's, he's the deep threat. At best for the Pats, he's not the guy anywhere's now. AB's seeing AB's hating it. Yeah. You know? Yep. 
So, I mean, you, you have, you know, so much depth to your team. Of course, it's going to be, you know, and that's probably like the worst team you could have fantasy players on. Because Brady spreads the ball around. Yeah. I mean, unless you have... I unless say, you have James White. Just, yeah. James White, because he'll get you touches. He'll get you the yardage as a running Chris back. Hogan? Chris Hogan. Because he gets a volume of catches. Usually they aren't. Like, usually he'll get like seven or eight catches a game for like... 50 yards and a touchdown. And the biggest sleeper that a lot of people don't necessarily have on the roster at the time being maybe is uh, Philip Dorsett when he's in there. Yeah. I mean, he'll he'll come up. He came up the first week with, what, two touchdowns? Yes. Yeah. And, I mean, you got to make that decision if you think having someone on your bench for a while is worth the risk. Um, I said yes I think it is. Just and have Kareem Hunt. And I, I don't have Kareem Hunt. I have Golden Tate. Mm. He was suspended for four weeks. So I think when he comes back, the Giants are going to lean on him big time as their number one receiver. And I think he's going to get a ton of touches because Kareem Hunt is a fantasy freak. Mm-hmm. He's and always really good at fantasy. I was, I was kind of floored like how... You know, it got to be sort of late in the draft. I know, granted, he was kind of way down there, but, like, how many people were bypassing him? I got him as a free agent. I didn't draft him. Yeah. So, that answers that question for you. What? Do you Can you think of any, any other fantasy busts that you've come across? Amari Cooper has been pretty shitty in fantasy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael Gallup has been great. If you are lucky enough to have him. I, I did mention one earlier. So far, Christian McCaffrey's kind of been, you know, hasn't met expectations. Um, actually, let's, I'll go through, because I know I had a few of them that were like, really? Why did I even bother doing, David, drafting this? David Montgomery. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that's more the Bears' fault than his, but... It's been uh, a rough go if you're a David Montgomery owner. Um, Just the fact that what's going on in Pittsburgh right now, I think Juju Smith is going to be a question mark going forward. Um, we'll see how, you know, if he can keep hooking up with uh, Mason Rudolph. But let's see, I go through a couple teams here. I was kind of, you know, it looks like, Odell Beckham's starting to come into his own. I'm I'm still pretty optimistic about that. Oh, you have him on your team? I do. Um, going through my, let's see, going through tight end positions that I have. Of course, you got, you know, Travis Kelsey, the beast. Um, but in one league, I do have uh, George Kittle. I wonder how that's going to, I mean, he's been barely decent so far. But I don't think as explosive. Is what people were thinking he was going to be. Yeah, no, he's been pretty, been pretty silent as well. Yeah. Uh, but for me, I think the person who's been most, most disappointing in fantasy on any of my teams has been, um, Elvin Kamara. Mm-hmm. He's not been great. He's been okay. Uh, but. Ellen Kamara, I think, really is going to see a lot more touches um, with Drew Brees out. 
and not just touches running. He's going to be a little safety valve coming out of the backfield for Taysom Hill and or Teddy Bridgewater to throw to. Yeah. So I think his production is going to go up. But I've been pretty disappointed as an Alvin Kamara owner. Find some way to get him the ball. Absolutely. He's too good to not. You know? I kind of felt that, too. Especially now that he's pretty much the sole guy with Ingram gone. You thought, like, you know, his value would just went right through the roof. You would have thought. But uh, going through a couple other ones here that I have, at least. um, And I guess this this could go, you know, could could differ by opinion. If you, uh, which I just lost it, I apologize. Differ by opinion as to how you want to make sense of New England's backfield, but... um, Oh, Sony Michelle. Michelle. Yeah. Yeah, he's been a real fantasy bust uh, lately. And I feel, though, too, like, you know, he was kind of on and off being hurt last year. I got to wonder if that's maybe factoring into his production this year. Maybe. But it seems like maybe, too, like maybe he's being overshadowed a little bit more by, say, Rex Burkhead, other guys, James James White. White. And uh, just the fact that, as you said, Brady likes to spread the ball out quite a bit. What about um, surprises in terms of fantasy? Well, the first week... Lamar Jackson. Yeah. The Patriots defense. I just want to apologize. I gave you shit. You did. For, like, why'd you do that? For, yeah, for I dropping don't... the Jets defense and taking the Patriots defense. Yeah. And they got you 37 fucking points. Score. 37 points. I figured, you know, I mean... Seven sacks, zero points allowed, less than 200 yards, four interceptions, two return for touchdowns. A bagel for Miami. Holy shit. 37 fantasy points. Well, that's the thing. I mean, you know, of course, we'll see, you know, can they keep it up, but defense is such a crapshoot because, you know, a lot of it depends on your week-to-week matchup as well. Like, I know I kind of thought the same as you. Like, I thought the Monday night game, Jets-Browns, was, was kind of going to be kind of low scoring. I thought, like you say, like a 13-6 to 6 game. But uh, It kind of was. Yeah, I mean, 23-3, to 3, that's kind yeah. of getting up there, though, as far as, you know, points that you're, the defense lets get on the board. But Yeah, but I think... Um... I think it was still a low-scoring game. The spread was like forty-one, wasn't it? Forty-one in the Bill or the uh, the Jets Browns game. I thought it was like six and a half. Not the spread. I'm sorry. The over/under. Oh yeah, uh, I think it was forty-four. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. That's a it's a high fucking spread. I mean, if, unless they're playing Bama or something like that. Bama would be a, a forty-one point favorite. Probably. I mean, think about it. They, they got a whole bunch of younger kids who are hungry, and you got your face on a team that's pre-Madonna'd, uh, we already make our money, and, you know, have a quarterback that's out with mono. Yeah, and, I mean... It just, you know... The Cowboys are a 21-and-a-half-point favorite over the Dolphins. I mean, I'd, I'd bump it to 30 and still feel comfortable making that bet. 35. 21 and a half points. That is over three touchdowns. I got to uh, I gotta see what, how that would work 
as far as what the payout would be on betting Dallas on that. <laughs> if you, I mean, I mean if, if you bet Miami this week against Dallas, it's probably like five dollars to to win eighty. Probably, probably a hundred. Yeah, maybe one hundred and fifty even. No, I don't think it'd be one hundred and fifty. But who? Do, if you take, listen, if you hit a fucking parlay of the Jets to win and the Dolphins to win, you just made like three thousand bucks. Yeah. You, know, you take it a little bit a month at a time. You, you just gradually build up your, you know. But no, we're uh, we're, we're not we're not going to endorse um, gambling as a way to get rich. It's just not it's not smart. And uh, you know there are people if if you are if you do find yourself people that are struggling with it to, you know, yeah, get get the help you need. I mean it's 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 recreational point blank. Definitely not something we encourage people to get too involved, you know, in depth with, I guess. I mean, we made our first legal sports wagers last weekend. Yep. We had fun. Very much, you know. But we also realize we cut ourselves off. We're only going to be betting this amount. And, you know, it ended, up, that. Yeah, it ended up working out for me. I made a little bit of money. Yep. Um, get a free lunch. Yeah, basically. But anyways... The um, the spread on the Cowboys Dolphins game is just astronomically fucking ridiculous, mm-hmm. and the Patriots Jets I'm pretty sure is even worse. I think they were at twenty three and a half last time I saw, but let me just check on that. I can only imagine. I'm still trying to find a backup quarterback. Well, not just a few more like fantasy surprises. Oh, um, fantasy surprises! Did we ever find out who that backup quarterback was? No, no. Probably doesn't. Probably just left when he found out what was going on. Twenty-three. It's a twenty-three point spread. Uh, Patriots to Jets. Ridiculous. I mean, I guess you can't really call. You know, you can't call Saquon a surprise. He's been so far. He's been putting up his numbers. What Dak is a expected. surprise. Yeah, Dak is like. Torch and everything right now. Uh, Michael Gallup? Yep. Well, until he got hurt. Yeah. Uh, what, what the I mean, fuck did I just type in? I just typed in Pittsburgh Steelers depth chargers. Depth chargers? Yeah, I meant to meant to write depth chart. but Check get the spell check going, I guess. All right. Uh, Devlin Hodges. Who the fuck is Devlin Hodges? Never heard of him. But I'm right. sure if he's on somebody's bench on a 30-man roster, 30-man or a 20-team 20, 20 uh, fantasy league. Yeah. Yeah. Guess where he played college football? FMCC. They <laughs> don't have. That's what I mean. It's so distant. Um, let's see. Union College. Nope. Uh, is Division One? Is this Division One? Yeah. Um, FCS. Okay. Stony Brook. No, fuck that. Did he play at uh, William and Mary? Nope. I'll give you one more guess. Of all how many FCS teams we got. Okay, I'm going to guess last one, uh, James Madison. No. Okay. Samford. No. Well, that's far enough to be (laughs) irrelevant, I guess. And I mean, he's... All right, so he won 2018 Walter Payton Award. He's the FCS career passing yards leader, 14,584 yards. Three times Southern Conference Offensive Player of the Year. Three times First Team All-Southern Conference. Hmm. So he put up numbers. 
Split the time, maybe? No, no, no. Mason Rudolph fucking lit up Oklahoma State. Lit up Oklahoma State. So it's a safe, yeah. Yeah. Pretty safe bet. Other, um, kind of, a, well, actually late pickup for me, that was, it came through as a fantasy surprise, uh, Tyrell Williams on the Raiders, he stepped up and... He did. AB's, uh, dismissal there, yeah. He did, uh step up pretty big uh i mean i was surprised they beat the uh the uh broncos but then i realized well they got joe flacco flacco who sucks <laughs> i mean oh we're gonna get i mean what, what's honestly what's john and Ellie trying to do we're trying to get like the all all the veteran quarterbacks to come over finish out the careers and win a super bowl seriously right I mean, it's it's not going to work. You had Peyton Manning. I don't know, you know. Wait, I thought, who was it that just signed Paxton Lynch? Oh, man, that sounds, why can't I think of that? I just heard about that. Oh, the Steelers. The Steelers picked him up. Yep. Yeah. So Paxton Lynch is also on the Steelers roster. Hmm. All right. So that uh, that's that. Any more? What's your final? You got Final Fantasy? Remember that game? Yeah, I do. I'm I'm looking through them. I got about you know. I told you guys I had about twelve of these, so it's gonna take a little bit to. All right. Let's know. uh, then let's skip past fantasy and let's uh let's break down the week in college football. All right. There was a a lot. A lot. All right. First of all, fuck Penn State. Fuck Penn State or fuck your head coach? Fuck James Franklin. Okay. Yeah. Totally clarified that. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck James Franklin. And no, we will not have him at USC. Thanks. You're welcome. No way. All right. I mean, I think if he comes over to to USC, I'm going to have to, like, bail. Because I will not sit through that. We're just going to run through the top 25. Um, Starting off with the game on Friday. Yep. Washington State beat Houston 31-24. Great game. Mm-hmm. Great game. Uh, Washington State could really use uh, that mustache Minshew. Yeah. Clearly missing him. No, he's trying to clean up what Blake Bortles did in Jacksonville. So. <laughs> he is. He, he's doing a great job. I showed a picture of him to Christine, and I said, how old do you think this guy is? She said he can be anywhere between 21 and 45. I said, yep. Yeah, yeah, the mustache. That's yeah. how he looks. Yep. Yeah. 21 to 45. All right, Georgia. Did you watch that Georgia-Arkansas State game? Saw some highlights. Yeah, there were uh, very few highlights for the team not named Georgia. Um, I don't know if you paid attention or if you remember discussing it, but the Arkansas State head coach... His wife uh, recently passed away from from cancer, mm. and uh, Georgia decided that all their fans should wear pink to honor his wife because it was going to be the first game that he returned to coaching since she had died. So the stadium was complete pink. Good showing. Yeah, yeah, very... Um, very classy. Yeah. Very classy, Georgia. Say classy. 
What is it? And go fuck yourself, San Diego. Right? Is that what he says? No, I thought it was stay classy, San Diego, and go fuck yourself, somebody else. Oh, I'm pretty sure. Uh, I, I, I'm pretty sure um, Christina Applegate's character had Go Fuck Yourself San Diego written on the teleprompter and he said it and uh, like that's what started that downward spiral yeah yeah so anyways no very uh, very classy thing to do um, by Georgia I did not expect that uh, this next game something really fucking irritated me and it might not seem like a big deal to a lot of people, but to me it was just so frustrating. We were at the sports book at Rivers Casino. Again, we're not condoning gambling, but if you can do it safely and legally, yeah, have fun. Something to check out. We were at the sports book, you know, having some food, if the waiter ever happened to stop by. Um, <laughs> and there were seven TVs that had the Ohio State-Indiana game on. Even when Ohio State was up in the fourth quarter by 35 points, they kept all of those TVs on that game. I think pretty much everybody in there was an Ohio State fan, it seemed. It seemed pretty loud when they scored. I, I'm just guessing. I'm just, you know. Yeah, so either people had money on Ohio State or they're front runners. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Ohio State won 51-10. Surprising, right? Very, very surprising. Not. Um, Michael Penix Jr., the quarterback for Indiana, did not play. Instead, they had to go back to uh, old Peyton Ramsey, mm-hmm. who fucking sucks, quite frankly. Yeah, no touchdowns, one pick. Uh 19 for 33 and a QBR of 11.1. 11.1. Garbage. I mean, isn't there a better word you could use than garbage? Uh, Fucking garbage? Um, Disappointment. That's an understatement. (laughs) Anyways, uh, so Ohio State had not one but two players run for over 100 yards. Mm-hmm. Yep. Ridiculous. Really? Excuse me. Ridiculous. And um, Indiana had no one run for 100 yards. In fact, the team combined for, let me do some quick math here, 28, 37, 43, 47, so we're crucifying Indiana 42. first? Okay. Yeah. No. They ran for 42 yards and passed for not much. 106, that's uh, 211, 215. 215. Yep. 215 yards, one touchdown, one interception. That touchdown came in garbage time by quarterback Donovan Hale. Mm. Man, you want to talk about disappointment on a fantasy team doing college fantasy? Fucking Stevie Scott. Six carries for nine yards. What the fuck? Damn. I wish you could add that one back, huh? Yeah. I do. I do wish I could have that one back. But yeah, Ohio State, 51. I mean, granted, Hale had a, had a QBR of 100. He got that touchdown pass. That was good. Right? Good for him. Yeah. 
I mean, good for making the effort, I guess. Ohio State, 51-10. to 10. Uh, Surprise game of the day. Yeah, that rushing was absolute dog shit. Absolute dog shit. 1.4 average by the team. God. Check him for a pulse, I guess. Yeah. Um, the biggest surprise game was that Maryland-Temple game. Maryland, first two weeks of the season, comes out really, Chilakin. really hot. Howard and uh, Syracuse. Fucked them both up. Yep. They run into a buzzsaw named Temple. Hmm. On the road. Well, Maryland on the road. Yeah, Temple was at home. Um, But it just seemed like whatever Maryland tried to do, Temple seemed like they knew what they were going to do the whole game. Yeah, it read. And as soon as Maryland showed any sign of life, Temple just fucking marched down the field immediately. That yep. game. <sighs> Excuse me. Oh my god. All these yawns. I don't know where they're coming from. No showing at all from the QBs. Yeah. The stats were. Pathetic. Yeah. So Josh Jackson. Yep. Uh, 15 Fifteen of 38. 183 yards of touchdown a pick. Uh, the running game is where. Um, Anthony McFarland really yeah. took over. Uh, Got the touchdown. Right. Long, longest. Yeah, not, a, not a bad outing on his part. No. But, but Temple. Whew. Need coffee? Excuse me. No, I, I don't drink that shit. Uh, Temple, quarterback yeah, was... Russo, 20 of 37, 277 yards, three touchdowns, one interception. Good ratios. Yep. Yep. Uh, running. Uh, 92 plus 82, that's 174 minus 24 yards, 150 rushing yards. Uh, Temple wins the game 20 to 17 on a goal line stand, which was just insane because Temple somehow, from their own fucking end zone, punted the ball seven yards and Maryland didn't score. The ball went seven yards. Let me let me pull up the um highlight. Yeah. Let me see if they have like the um Oh they don't. Okay. Whatever. Pathetic. Yeah, it was um seven yard punt, not good. But Temple comes away with the win. Uh upset over the number twenty one Maryland. Uh the next game. Same situation as the Ohio State game pissed me off. It was literally on every fucking TV at one point. Except the one that was directly in our booth. That was the Notre Dame-New Mexico game. Notre Dame won 66-14. to hmm. Like, was there ever any doubt that Notre Dame was going to win that fucking game? Not much. No. Why did that game need to be on every goddamn TV? Well, for some reason, it just seems like there's a ton of... Notre Dame loyal followers. I've never really understood the, you know. Well, because they're the Catholic school, yeah. and they're they're old school, and you know, you don't know college football if you're not a fan of Michigan or Ohio State or Penn State or Notre Dame. Like it's just, yeah, just because it's one of those know, classic schools. They promote it doesn't mean we necessarily have to like it, kind of thing. But uh, yeah, another. Uh, Shellacking. 
It's not even worth going over anything, really. No, I would put that one to bed. It's just came, took care of business, and that was it. Yeah. Uh, the next game uh, was another blowout, uh, but it seemed like it was a lot closer for most of the game. Bama. Alabama, South Carolina. Alabama wins 47-23. Two attack of Iloa. 444 passing yards. Five touchdowns, no interceptions. Mm. Ryan Helsinki, the quarterback for South Carolina. If you're thinking, huh, Helsinki, that, that last name sounds familiar. His brother played at Washington State and killed himself last year. Mm. Yes, so he's the brother of... Um, the Washington State quarterback who took his own life. Yep. All right. So, 324 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. Not horrible. No. No. Not horrible at all. But not enough. To overpower uh, powerhouse Bama. Of course not. No. Not enough to overpower Alabama. How uh, surprising. A week ago... Stanford was ranked in the top 25. Then they got their asses kicked twice in a row. First by USC, this time by um, Central Florida, in fact. Mm-hmm. So, uh, KJ Costello, 199 passing yards, one touchdown, one interception. But uh, Central mm-hmm. Florida, uh, Dylan Gabriel, so they're... Third string quarterback. Scary. <laughs> Four fucking touchdowns, no picks. 22 of 30, 347 yards, as you said. Uh, four touchdowns, no interceptions. Rushing game. Um, yeah, the, yeah, couple top tier. Uh, McCray, Killens. Yeah, McCray is, he's good. Anderson. Yep. Otis Anderson. Is he related to the Otis Anderson that used to play for the Giants? Probably. Potentially. I was, we were wondering about Singletary, too, on the Bills. Is he... Related to Mike? Yeah. Maybe. Gotta find it out. But, I mean, yeah. So, I mean, you had this rushing game here, Central Florida, where it seems a lot, you know, there's a few, couple disappointments at the very bottom there, but for the most part, seem to iron well, I mean, out. The, the disappointments um, are quarterbacks. Yeah, Jones here for uh, one play, my... Negative 24 yards. Yeah, he's a freshman quarterback. So, he's the fourth string I mean, quarterback. Quadri Jones. Dump it off. Yep. Get rid of it. <laughs> yeah. God damn. Yeah. Well, so, Stanford. What's going on with Stanford? Is this more impressive for Central Florida? Or is this more disappointing for Stanford? I mean, I have hacks. I always have high expectations for Central Florida. Stanford is, God, aren't they? They're really a question mark. They I, are. I mean, I really thought I, I couldn't believe. Honestly, being a you know USC fan, I was even surprised that USC took care of them so easily this year. It, it um, wasn't even a contest. No, and we'll get to USC in a couple minutes. Yeah, but no, I mean, just it's it's seems pretty. I mean. They look bad. Yeah. Like, Bryce Love was good. Yeah. Nothing at Stanford right now is. It's not. Um, I mean, Jones, effort, touchdown, but 
it's going to take a lot more than that to, you know, bounce yeah. back or even be competitive, it seems, for them this year. Right. We'll when, see. When you have a quarterback on the other team who runs one run for negative 24 yards, you think you have a fucking chance, right? No. <laughs> but apparently not. No. Uh, I said we're going to hear about this game in a couple minutes. It's actually more like a minute. Uh, a thrilling game. Maybe not for you, but it was a great game. Uh, you're talking BYU, BYU USC? USC? Yeah. Uh, USC goes into Provo, Utah as the number 24 team in the country and comes away with a loss. Yep. All right. BYU 30 USC 27. A uh, couple things. One, this game went to overtime. It was really good. But I'm not sure that that interception, he actually caught it. Mm-hmm. It looked to me like the ball was in his arms, hit the ground, and turned sideways a little bit. Which to me indicates incomplete. I saw the same angle. I was almost, you know... We're like, well, is there something there, you know, seeing that? But yeah, right on, you know, right on, it, it seemed like he had, was incomplete. Yeah, but I mean, it, it's tough to be a referee, I understand. And if you call it incomplete, you have to be able to overturn it. I could see why they say they couldn't do that. I just don't think that, um, I don't think he caught it. But. Just enough to screw up my parlay. Oh, uh, yeah. God damn USC. Well, the Cowboys covered, but Penn State didn't, so that cost me like 18 bucks. Really? Yep. You didn't put, I thought you didn't put just five on that? No, I did, but I could have won 18. Oh, won, yeah, you won your... Penn State had just fucking covered. Yeah. Well, Anyways. We should have known better. Should have known better. But, uh, I mean, Caden Slovis, 24-34, uh, 281. What a fucking name, right? Two touchdowns, three interceptions, that's a problem. Um... Rushing game was very, for the most part, inactive. Well, I mean, I wouldn't say that. They ran for... Yeah, and Mel P with the touchdown. Um, yeah, well, let's see. That's 90. It's 149, 151, 171 rushing yards. Average 3.8. That's mean, not bad. Average, yeah. Not phenomenal, though, by any means. They pretty much equaled what... What, um... BYU did on the ground. Actually, I think they did more. Pittman, nine nine receptions for 95 yards, two touchdowns. Um, they were, I mean, being a five and a half, or I think it was a five-point favorite, they were in the whole game, it seemed, but, you know, literally kind of just choked at the end, I guess. Is maybe yeah, it was a back-and-forth game. I mean... Is this going to shake up USC now? I, I believe it will. I think, you know. Oh, yeah, because they lost to an unranked team. They're out of the playoff. Yeah. And it's to the point now where, you know, I think this is like the the wake-up call saying, you know, as we get into division play, Fire look out. coach. Yeah, that too. I mean, at least you don't have James Franklin. Yeah, we don't want him either, so. He sucks. All right, I guess we should get into that game now. All right, Penn State, 17-point favorite. Uh, They host Pitt. They host Pitt. All right. If you look 
at the recap on CBS, the player of the game for Penn State, look at this. Noah Kane, fucking running back with 40 yards and a touchdown. Hmm. He's the fucking player of the game. Why is that, you might ask? Penn State won, didn't they? Yeah, Sean Clifford was a bullshit 14 of 30, 222 yards and zero touchdowns, zero interceptions. Jeremy Brown looks like he had a good game, right? He had 10 carries, 109 yards. 85 of them came on one run. Hmm. In which there were multiple instances of holding that did not get called. Yeah, that's always the case. Noah Kane, as we said, touchdown, uh, 40 yards rushing. Um, Ford, another touchdown. Um, one thing that did come out of this, if I remember correctly, um, with the kicking, I am pretty sure that um that the kicker uh hit a 57 yard field goal which is the longest in Penn State history. Hmm. Yeah, so there's that. I mean, obviously I'm excited Penn State comes away with a win. I was just fucking nervous the entire game. Yes, I remember. <laughs> and just I just want you to secure the fucking victory before the last five minutes of the game, please. That's all I ask for. I'm blaming as a, as a USC fan. I've been feeling that way for the past couple of years now. It's like, you know, it's it's so much to you know win the game, but do you feel happy with the win? And if not, you gotta look into that. It's like, you know. Yeah, I mean, if it's shaky, then you know maybe. What good was it? Who knows. Who knows? I but, mean, Pitt, obviously Power 5 team. That's not horrible. Pitt, on the other hand, is a bad team. So that is horrible. Yeah, I was going to say, like, shit. You have uh, 25 uh, carries for 24 yards. Who? Pitt. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Team total. It's like, if you kinda, if you were to look at this on paper, it's like, really? This is, you know, all it was. But, um, obviously, you know, uh, receiving 35 Receptions for 372 yards. Um, average, you know, by the team was 10.6 per catch, but no touchdowns. Right. That's... Yeah, Penn State should have easily secured that, I'm sorry to say. They should have. But they didn't. I mean, they still won. Especially after last year. What was it, like 56 to... It was 63 to 10. Yeah. Unreal. Very unreal. Just enough to screw things up. Exactly. But um, as bad as you might feel for... Um, USA? No, for Penn State. Yeah. It could be worse. You could lose the way Michigan State did. Mm. Um, so, crazy final play. Michigan State... Goes to tie the um, goes to tie the game. They kick a field goal, and it's good. All right. Yep. Timeout. The um. Hold on. Let me. 
So, yeah, so he goes to kick the field goal. There's a penalty. Mm-hmm. Too many players on the fucking field. And then he misses the uh, field goal, and they lose 10-7. to Goddamn. What a horrible way to lose. I'd say so. Horrible way to so lose. So they're officially out of the playoff now, too. <laughs> yeah. And the 7 to an unranked team in ASU. Yeah. It's... I mean, Arizona State is also undefeated. So... Looks like things are looking up for them. Perhaps. Maybe it's... Uh, what's his name? The uh, Herm Edwards effect... So, 10 to, 10 to 7 loss for Michigan State in a really bad way. Uh, but is that worse than what happened to Iowa State? No, not at all. Right. I mean, that was just, I mean, I, I could see missing a, a second attempt at field goal, but to, do I spoil it now, or do we get into it? Uh, let's, let's just go through. Um, all right. So, after a long fucking delay, and then they play, and then more delay... Um, Iowa comes away with an 18 to 17 victory. Uh, that game was insane. Insane. I watched the whole second half, you know, got home, caught up and, uh, it, it, it just literally got that feel like who's going to be the team that gets the ball last and who's basically who's going to win is what it's, you know. Right. Right. I mean, it's a cliche, but there's a reason it's a cliche. It's because it, it's mostly true. <coughs> excuse me so <coughs> excuse me uh iowa state going into the fourth quarter had a 14 to 9 lead they give up a touchdown and uh <coughs> iowa goes for the two-point conversion misses it so it's 15 14 yeah so then iowa state kicks a field goal up 17 to 15 and then Iowa kicks a field goal up 18 to 17. All right. Iowa State had more chances and just did not capitalize on those chances. So with maybe 50 seconds to go, I think it was, mm-hmm. they force the Iowa player out of bounds to stop the clock and it gets them to fourth down. So Iowa has to punt. Clock isn't running. And Iowa State is going to have the ball in decent field position. Or so you'd think. So the Iowa punter punts the ball. It's an all right kick. Nothing spectacular. The Iowa State gunner, or, um, yeah, gunner, is blocking the the Iowa player and doesn't realize how close he is to his own punt returner Yeah, and fucking runs into him. The ball hits off of his back and recovered by Iowa to lose the game. Big fuck up. Big fucking fuck up. All right. All right. So let's get through the rest of these. literally just took the air out of the whole game, I think. Mm-hmm. You could feel it in the whole, you know, because that was what that they were zero and five coming into this year. Iowa State in that rivalry. Yeah, yeah, yep. Never saw anything like that. 
All right, let's just uh, pound through the rest of these scores because we still have the NFL to talk about. All right. Um, and we still have to make our picks. Yeah, we do. Uh, so Utah puts the hurt on Idaho 31 uh, Florida 29, Kentucky 21. Auburn smacked up Kent State 55-16. Texas A&M beat Lamar 2-3. Um, I'm sorry, 62-3. Uh, Clemson beat Syracuse 41-6. to I actually want to stop on this game real quick. Yep. All right, so if Syracuse had an offensive line, that game's a good game. Tommy DeVito did not throw a single fucking pass from the pocket. How is... insane is that? Um, Get him on his toes. Let's move on. Virginia uh, narrowly... Beats Florida State 31-24. LSU handles business 65-14 to over Northwestern State. Washington smacks Hawaii 52-20. to Texas beats Rice 48-13. Oklahoma beats UCLA 48-14. to Boise State covers 45-10 over Portland State, who's listed that. as Post. I like that. Post. Post is good cereal. Yeah. And uh, Oregon beats Montana 35-3. Actually, I do want to just one more thing on that Syracuse game. The fact that um, Trevor Lawrence threw two picks, you know, I think it's. Speaking of disappointing fantasy players, yeah, Trevor Lawrence. He's, he's definitely. I was originally hiring him for the Heisman. He's not really helping his case. Not at all. Especially against forty-one to six to Syracuse. I mean, and the know. the problem with Syracuse, though. All right, so Tommy DeVito. Like I said, it gets no fucking throws inside the pocket. Excuse me. But, no, excuse me again. He's not helping his own case. You have an interception by your defense that is returned to, like, what, the nine? Mm -hmm. And then you immediately throw an interception. Yeah. Immediately. It's like... Throw it all out. Thanks for, yeah. He was trying to throw the ball away and it got intercepted. Like, put the ball in the fucking stands if you're throwing the ball away. Yeah, absolutely. Don't throw it down the sideline. Because that's how it gets intercepted. No. Uh, anyways, that's my little Even mini rant. Because nobody catches a lob, right? Right. So, according to John Madden. Right. Yeah. But uh, what do you say we talk about some NFL now? Let's do it. All right, NFL. These uh, past couple uh, couple weeks have been a lot of fun for Cowboys fans. Dak Prescott's looked fantastic. More power to you. Do you know who's not looked fantastic? Giants, Jets, uh, Dolphins. Uh, Cam Newton in particular is who I was... Oh, okay, yeah. Well, yeah. No, he, yeah, he has looked like ass. Yeah, so... The Thursday night game this week was the Buccaneers and the Panthers. Buccaneers won that game 20-14 to on that, uh, how we had said, um, Christian McCaffrey yeah. uh, couldn't get yes. the one yard he needed. Um, so, Cam Newton, 25 of 51, 333 Ooh, yards. Geez. Ouch. It's a lot of yards. A lot of yards, but no touchdowns. No touchdowns. He also didn't throw any interceptions, but mm-hmm. he also threw the ball 51 fucking times. 
Christian McCaffrey, 16 rushes for 37 yards. Disappointing. Right? Yep. It it didn't get much better than that for the rushing game. Um, he had Cam Newton, two carries he took himself for no yards. Zero yards, yeah. Um, but just, just like an overall analysis, I watched pretty much the whole game, and Newton looked either like, he just looked nervous the whole night, like rushed. He was thrown behind his receivers. He did not look... His accuracy. He looks antsy. Yeah, he he's not. He's definitely not the QB we've known him to be over the years. No, which leads me because remember there was the speculation that they might have him sit out for the year because he was injured. Is he injured? He obviously might be. I mean, they said especially his deep ball, right? It, yeah, it looked bad. Yeah. So I mean, that's something that. You I know, mean, are we? It's like literally the same thing as Todd Gurley last year, at the end of the season. Like, you know, we claim he's okay, but not really. But, I mean, he gets like seven total carries between the NFC Championship game and the Super Bowl. Yeah. So how okay is he actually? That's just it. Yeah. Uh, the Buccaneers didn't look much better, but at least they came away with the win. Yep. Uh, Jameis Winston, one touchdown, 16 and 25, 208 yards as we are being fucking robbed. <laughs> Give me all the shit. Oh well, if you couldn't tell, Tony is here no. to help us finish out the rest of this night. We're just getting into breaking down the NFL. Uh, we're talking about how shitty Cam Newton looked. Crap. Yep, and how the Buccaneers didn't look much better. Nope, terrible game. Typical Thursday night. But they, <laughs> but they came away with a win. So at least they looked better than the, the than the Panthers. That's adorable. Yep. Uh, and then the Sunday games surprisingly really good game the Ravens and the Cardinals that was uh, quite a game Lamar Jackson is looking really fucking good Um, Kyler Murray went 25 of 40 uh, 349 yards no touchdowns no interceptions Uh, Lamar Jackson 272 yards two touchdowns no interceptions um, David Johnson, seven carries, 14 yards. Squeaks a touchdown. Yeah, barely gets a touchdown. Mm. Yeah. I'm going to hold off my reservations on Lamar Jackson until I see him play a fucking actual team. Yeah, they did play the Dolphins and they played the uh, the Cardinals. Yeah, until you play actual teams, uh, I hold my reservations. All right. Uh, let's see. Moving on, San Francisco beats the shit out of Cincinnati. We're talking forty-one to seventeen, kind of, kind of beat that. Cincinnati looks bad. Cincinnati looks bad. Real bad. Real bad. Actually, that's the biggest advantage that the Ravens have going for them is the AFC North looks like shit. Yeah. Yeah. The, yep. uh, I mean, what Browns aren't going to hold up either. I mean, the Browns are the only team that legitimately have a shot to question them. And it doesn't look like they do. No. No. Uh, big surprise, the Lions beat the uh, the Chargers. Sorry, tell Chuckles I said sorry. Yeah, he's a little bitter about that, but, I, but here's the thing. I'm bitter about it. Here's the thing. I told him, he was like, if I didn't listen to you and Dan Snyder about the over, I would have hit. I was like, oh, really? Because what happened to the other game we told you to change? 
Oh, oh, that came through? Yeah, then shut the fuck up. Because you still would have lost if you didn't listen to us. Because you would have gotten your other one wrong because you didn't listen to us, dum-dum. What game was it? I don't remember. I just know that it went over. Or went under. Yeah. Because we, we changed one. We, we changed one to an over form, and that was this game, which apparently nobody wanted to do anything. And then the other game... I mean, two teams that had scored... So many points, or had such blowouts in what they did do the week before. I don't know. It didn't make any goddamn sense. No. And I think the other one we told them to change was the Titans game. Okay. Yeah. Anyways, the Packers beat the Vikings twenty-one sixteen. That was a good yeah. game. It was. That was a very. That was a. That was a good game, and and really shows you the depth that's in the NFC North. I mean, they're they're going to be slugfest. Whether they be low scoring or high scoring, they're going to be slugfest no matter what. If it's an NFC North game, right? Which is going to be fun to watch all season. Yes, I think the NFC North will be one of the more entertaining divisions season long. Not necessarily the, the best, Bears. but definitely yeah. entertaining. Um, another one that's going to be entertaining is the AFC South, Houston. With a goal line stand against Leonard Fournette to win thirteen to twelve. Yeah, uh, that was a good game too. Yeah, that whew, such a good game. Uh, you want to know what wasn't a good game? Patriots beating the shit out of the Dolphins, forty-three to uh, nothing. That wasn't a game. That was a scrimmage. Yeah. So fifty-nine to ten and forty-three to zero gives you a hundred and two to ten. And it doesn't get any easier for the Dolphins. The Cowboys come up next. Yeah, I know. I picked them up in waivers on the team. <laughs> the Cowboys defense? Yeah, because I had Jacksonville defense, but the Cowboy defense was playing Miami. Yeah. Mm. And the funny thing is it's been fucking Chuckles who's talked about this two weeks in a row. He keeps saying, oh, I want the defense that's playing Miami. Our friend Dave that was at the casino with yeah. us, he fucked him over and took New England's defense the week before. And my only, my number one waiver claim was the Dallas. And I didn't have to drop anybody. I just threw Big Ben onto IR. Took him because I had Deshaun Watson. That's great. That's didn't great. have to drop a single person. Although, Big Ben's out of here as soon as this week's over. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think his career's done. But I agree with you. You get Tommy retire. John surgery. He's thought about retiring over a fucking pinky. He's done. Yeah. Yep. Uh, you might want to plug your ears for this next one, Tony. Uh, the Bills, 28, Giants, 14. Why would I plug my ears over that? That was on a betting slip that I won. <laughs> Me too. I accept when my team is trash, and best believe I will bet against them. I will never bet against Ohio State, but I will bet against the Giants if I know they're trash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, the Bills. Fucking Maryland. 28 to 14, Maryland killed you? Yeah. You can't cover six after scoring 63 on two different teams, but Temple's going to be the hang up? Apparently. Gross. Okay, so uh, just so people are aware, if you're trying to watch the entire NXT, Too you bad. only get an hour on USA, the rest is on the network. Oh. Yeah. Too bad. Yep, so. That seems uh, pretty cheap by USA standpoint. Yeah, fucking A, man. We'll buy an hour of it. No more. 
All right, so next game. Damn, even Frank Gore had a touchdown that game. Yeah, Frank Gore went off. Yep. Uh, That's Dallas, what he does. Dallas beat the Redskins 31-21. Made it look effortless on the offense. The defense struggled. Uh, Pretty much everybody. Uh, there's, there's still problems. The Redskins have so much like potential, but they can't do anything with it. There's still so many problems there. Yeah, I mean, Case Keenum really kept the Redskins in the game for most of it. Mm. Yeah. Which leads me to uh, to bring up this argument that I had with a guy that I work with, Jesse. Uh, I said that Case Keenum's a better quarterback than Joe Flacco, and he told me I was wrong. <laughs> I mean... I'm sure I'm right. You can believe you're right, and I think it's nice to dream, Morty, but at the end of the day, Joe Flacco has a better career. Oh, no, no, no. We're talking about right now. Yeah. Case Keenum, at this moment, is a better quarterback than Joe Flacco is at this moment. Okay, but Joe Flacco's also, like, his career was over two seasons ago. Doesn't matter. The argument was this season, who's a better quarterback. I said Case Keenum. You've got yeah, okay, but you've got a loose argument there, just based on timeline principles. But I see where you're getting with getting at, and you're not wrong. I'm only that being kind said, of Ke- right. Keenum Keenum probably has a better team, not defensively, but I can't think of anyone outside of Manuel Sanders on Denver that's worth a damn. I mean, I thought Philip Lindsay was, but... Yeah, but at this point, you might as well have just kept fucking C.J. Anderson three years ago. Yeah, getting bounced around now. Anyways, uh, speaking of bounced around, uh, Pitt getting bounced around. Pitt sucks. Pitt, Pitt sucks. is terrible. It doesn't matter that you went off and got Minkus Fitzpatrick. You're still trash. The funny thing is, I feel like they got better... With Mason Rudolph at quarterback than when Ben Roethlisberger was there. They may have, in the long run, developmentally. I mean, it's hard to throw a quarterback into those situations. I mean, obviously it's working with Minshew if you look at the statistics. But you're not going to get that every time. And aside from the Bengals, that division's really good. Yeah. Or really solid. Good. That division's solid. I'm not going to say really good yet because... Again, I don't think the Ravens have played anybody, and the hype train is still pumping through Cleveland. Uh, yeah, the hype train, and if you keep J.R. Smith, the pipe train. Well, J.R. Smith's not going to stop doing that. Nope. Uh, moving on, uh, another big shock. The Indianapolis Colts beat the Titans 19-17. Jacoby Brissett, those weren't P's, they were B's. Um, I mean, he looked serviceable. Not much in terms of yardage. Ooh, excuse me. Ooh. But three touchdowns, one interception. I'll take that all day. Um, rushing. I don't know who this Wilkins dude is, but, you know, he's killing it. He, uh, five carries, 82 yards. One was a 55-yard run, so that helps, but it's a solid day at the office. Uh, the Titans, however, they did not look very good. Um, Marcus Mariota, 154 yards, one touchdown, no interceptions. Uh, 
Derrick Henry had a touchdown, 81 uh, rushing yards. Uh, in terms of reception, not much there. Leading receiver was Delaney Walker, six targets. He caught four of them, 39 yards. He only got you three fantasy points. Both of those teams are very Jekyll and Hyde to me. You never know what you're going to get with those teams. You're either going to get solid performances out of them, but you, they could shit the bed at any given week as well. So that's like that, that score in that game probably personifies both of their seasons. And only one of them had a quarterback retire on them three weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> Not that he was really with the team much before that. That's a good point. But uh, moving on, Kansas City 28, Oakland 10. How good is Patrick fucking Mahomes? Carry your fantasy team. He's, he's MVP right now. Again, he's uh, he just does what he does. As long as he doesn't try and outthink himself with that stupid no-look pass in week one, like, he's fine. Just, dude, nobody gives a shit if you're no-look passing. Just fucking throw the ball. They're not going to catch you anyway. Insane. 443 yards, four touchdowns, no interceptions. Uh, LaShawn McCoy, huge day. 11 carries, 23 yards. As I said, he's holding up uh, Williams' ass. That being said, Oakland's defense is... Shit. Oakland's defense strength is their D-line. It's not their secondary. Derek Carr, 198 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions. Not a good day for him. All you've got is Tyrell Williams and Waller. That's literally all you have now. Maybe Hunter Renfro if he can, you know, start. He's old. Yeah, I know you think he's old. He's old. He spent 16 years at Clemson. That's looks correct, not factually accurate. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he was catching touchdowns at Clemson. He looks physically as old as Joe Flacco plays. Okay. All right, I'll take that. Yeah, exactly. There you go. That's what I can give you on that. Uh, Chicago. Finally, someone can kick a field goal in Chicago. That was a good game. It was. Um, Questionable officiating at certain points, but a good game. That's every game. Well, yeah, but we the officiating has to be held to a, a better standard than this. The NFL doesn't want to acknowledge it. But if they continue down this route, it's going to become a problem. I mean, there's just there's blatantly terrible calls. There was terrible calls in that game. There was a terrible call in the Rams game. Like the Saints got screwed again. Yeah, yeah. But it was like the NFL getting back at them for like having the rule change. And it's like, don't act like we don't see what the fuck you're doing. That rule change, first of all, is fucking annoying. It doesn't... It's not... I. It's doing what I thought. It's not really going to come into effect. But I've, I've seen it. The, the replay on a pass interference happened eight times. None got overturned. And it just stopped the fucking game and was annoying You're shit. right, but it, it, that's why. It's, most of them will not get overturned. But... There are the times where it's blatant, like in the championship game, where it does matter that you may, you should have the option to go back and look at it. 
Right. But I just... I understand your frustration, but if we're going to get it right when it matters, we need to get it right. And that means that we're going to have a lot of bullshit fucking calls that are not going to be... That aren't going to mean shit. Like, we saw one of the fucking... A lot of times, teams. Coach will throw them for a timeout. It's an extra timeout. It was the fucking Falcons-Eagles game. And the Falcons, it was like a first down. Like, they were... It was on first down. And a point in the game where it didn't fucking matter. And they th- fucking threw a challenge flag to challenge a, a pass interference. Like, what the fuck are you doing? When you have the option, you utilize it. You're just annoying the shit out of people watching this game right now. But, anyways... Uh, yeah, speaking of San, Saints, Rams, Rain, oh Rains. my god, I just did it again, fuck me. Saints against Rams. Saints and Rams, holy shit. Um, the Saints-Rams game, it was a good game, for the most part. I really think that there are four to six teams in the NFL that need to buy Aaron Donald a dinner because they just helped him. <laughs> oh, he just helped them a lot. You're absolutely right. That the is Dallas the Cowboys being one of five I've ever seen. He was going for it. Like he, oh god. He, yeah, you're absolutely 100 percent right with that because that's a huge blow to New Orleans. That being said, I'm also extremely intrigued to see Teddy Bridgewater command that offense. I honestly don't think it's going to be as bad as it had initially seemed. Here's their schedule. The Seahawks and the Cowboys are the next two games. Those are both games where it, they it could go either way. Depending on which you play. Well, no. With Drew Brees. The, I could see the Seahawks and the Cowboys both beating the Saints. I could see them both losing to the Saints. I could see them splitting one and one with the Saints. I feel like those games were whether Bridgewater or Taysom Hill or... Drew Brees was playing. I I don't see that as they should win those games. I saw it as they could win those games. Whereas they play the Buccaneers, they should win that. They play the Jaguars, they could win that. They play the Bears, they could win that. They play the Cardinals, they should win that. So let's say they beat the Buccaneers, they beat the Jaguars, they beat the Cardinals. With Drew Brees being out for six weeks, is three and three really that bad? No. When the three teams you played are the Seahawks, Cowboys, and Bears that beat you? No. Nope. And that's still plenty of time for you to make a late season push and definitely win the NFC South. So let's say that, that they do win those three games. So they'll be 4-4 four and four at that point. Then you get the bye week. Then it's the Falcons. You should win that. The Buccaneers, you should win that. So we're at six wins. Panthers, you should win at the Falcons, we'll give that to them. So you're at uh, five, six, seven. You're at seven wins. 49ers, you should win. That's eight. Colts, we'll give that to the Colts. That's still eight. Titans, you should win. Panthers, you should win. That's ten wins. I see at worst for the Saints, even with Drew Brees being out four to six weeks. That's still a playoff team. That's still mm-hmm. a playoff team. Yeah. So, I, I mean, if it's going to happen, it might as well happen now and not later. Yeah. But... I mean, how many teams can you say you're going to lose your best player and, and still, still 
Have a playoffs. very legitimate shot for the playoffs. Right. Yeah. 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 It's crazy. Uh, the next game: Atlanta Falcons, Philadelphia Eagles. Fuck the Eagles, man. Fuck the Eagles. Deshaun Jackson gets hurt. Nelson Aguilar almost wins the game for the Eagles. The fuck. Almost. But, but didn't. they didn't. Thanks to Larry Fitzgerald. Carson Wentz. Two, the ageless wonder. 231 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions. Fuck him. Matt Ryan went 320, three touchdowns, three interceptions. The Eagles' defense looked porous at times. They looked very stout at others. The Falcons' offensive line needs a lot of work. The Falcons' secondary, they cannot afford another injury. Nope. Keanu Neal is already taking precautions to not get injured in practice because they're worried about him. I'm not surprised. Uh, but anyways, the Eagles, fuck them, they lose. Uh, the Browns uh, beat the Jets 23-3. to Jets are a bad football team. Yep. Yes. All right. Are you going to give any stats to that game? Uh, I mean, what's his name? Sam Darnold, O and he didn't one. play. Hold on, Sam Darnold, O and one against mononucleosis. Okay, I was hoping you were going to bring up OBJ stats because I was going to say the most important one was he was one catch and a few yards shy of your ass beating me. Was that you that beat? Was I playing you, Dak in black? No, that's not me. Oh, whatever. Then fuck that guy. I for in your general direction smoked me, and he made sure to point it out on Facebook. Oh, well, whoever Dak in black is, he needed one catch, literally one catch, in five yards to beat me that night. Didn't happen out of OBJ. And he was targeted. It was the one that bounced and was picked off. Awesome. To end the game. I was like, thank you for the win, considering the fact that fucking my, what should be my higher performers shit the bed. Right. Yeah, DeAndre Hopkins got me like six points. Dude, I had a team, and I'm not shitting you. My, it actually was in our fucking keeper league. That team, my lowest scoring player, lowest. Mind you, I have Godwin on that team. I have Waller at tight end on that team. Was Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. With seven points. Yeah. Godwin literally tripled him with 23. Crazy. Ridiculous. Yeah, he's fucking bust. Bananas. Looks like Dan Beebe made a um, bust. A free agent move, dropping Matt Prater, picking up Brett Mayer. Yep. Did you do that because they're playing the Dolphins? Yeah, partially. Listen, I know I gave you bad advice last week, but Brett Mayer is like the most hot and cold kicker in the NFL. Like when he's on, he's going to hit from anywhere. Unfortunately, more times than not, he's off. Doesn't matter. They're playing the Dolphins. Here come touchdowns. Yeah, so you'll get like six points from extra points, but don't expect much in terms of field goals from him. Because <laughs> he's not hitting them. Uh, anyways, I what was the... Uh, who did I play? I played Eifert in your general direction. Great name. Um, not a very humble gentleman. As uh, I don't understand this, like... Win percentage meter. Because it's like, I'm 
within 10 points, and it's like, you have a 36% chance. 10 points is nothing in fantasy. Sleeper kills me. Further, furthermore, Sleeper sucks. Good choice, Dan O'Shea. I might do something stupid this week. I might start Daniel Jones over Patrick Mahomes. That is stupid. That is very stupid. Daniel Jones plays the Buccaneers, who's got a shit defense. Mahomes is playing the Ravens, who have the best defense. It's Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, I'm probably not going to. He's OP, okay? You always play Mahomes. He is 100% OP anytime he's on the field. What is OP? Overpowered. Okay. It's like if you play a video game and there's one dude that's just way too much and he constantly can kill anything. Michael Vick. That's OP. Yeah. Michael Vick, back when that was, was, when Matt was there, is definitely OP. Trust me, you get to play with the Madden version of Michael Vick at 90, which I had the good graces to be able to do. That was OP. Because you know what? If no wide receivers are open, scramble, it's 20 yards guaranteed. You don't even need to hope that there's a receiver open. You just do what I did that one game that I I won uh, in Madden. We were playing the Cardinals, I think. And I literally, every play was play action. I just scrambled Dak out to the right. Yeah, but, like, I'm playing the game, and I'm talking about, like, safeties like Tyron Mathieu is coming in and he hit sticks Michael Vick and Michael Vick goes, yeah, that's adorable. And just keeps going. I'm like, no, Michael Vick is probably dead if he gets hit sticked cleanly by Mathieu. Ridiculous. Oh, and by the way, in our that keeper league, Luke Keekley was a boss for me last week. Boss on that safety play. That's great. That is great. I will take that all day. You didn't win, but Luke Keekley also doubled up McCaffrey's points, so... There's that. Even uh, though he's on fucking defense. So, Tony, do you have a rant for us? You know, I do, actually. <laughs> I do. It's funny you should mention that. Bringing back... It's only been a while. Here's my rant. Here's my problem that I foresee happening. I'm pre ranting about what's about to happen. Okay? okay. Yes. The NFL and the owners need to stop being fucking bitches. Because that's what they are. I am sick and tired of seeing every single week, week in and week out, that a player is not happy with a situation because his team's playing like dog shit. Or it's dog shit now that they've gotten there. Or they've just developed into dog shit. And all of a sudden, I'm just going to stop fucking signing on to their social media. I'm going to remove them from my fucking friends list. I'm going to make a lot of bitchy statements. And I'm going to demand a fucking trade. Because I want to go to a fucking winner. The only person I'm happy for that this worked was Minkin Fitzpatrick. Because even moving from Miami out of there, your fucking team is still shit. You know what? You move from a bad team to a bad team. You're not making the fucking playoffs, but maybe your life is a little less depressing living in fucking Miami. But we're about to see it happening. Jalen Ramsey's doing the fucking same thing. He wants out. Supposedly he said he didn't say that. 
fuck off. If the trade has been pending, they're not just trying to ship you for the sake of fucking doing it. They would have just said you were on the block, not you demanded a fucking trade. Why would you lessen the value of your fucking trade if you were an organization? Get the fuck out of here. That makes no sense. Secondly, we're also seeing Jamel Adams. He fucking unfollowed the Jets, removed the Jets from his profile as far as what is your fucking job. He removed himself from the Jets. Okay, so he's the next in line to probably want out of the Jets. Le'Veon Bell is on the sideline fucking crying during Monday Night Football because he didn't want to play for the fucking Bills because he didn't want to go lose in Buffalo. Guess what, motherfucker? You're in Jersey now, which is a shittier state somehow, and you lost to fucking Buffalo. Okay? So, what? Now the NFL has just become, let me whine enough that I'll get traded to a team so the chances are I can play in the playoffs. All you have to do is call your general manager a cracker. Yeah, but this is this is asinine. I don't get to piss wine and complain at the job that I work at because I want to work for fucking Google or fucking Tesla. Okay? That's not how it works. I don't get to whine and complain until they ship me off to one of those better companies. Shut the fuck up. You're paid millions of dollars to play a fucking game with a ball one day a week. Shut the fuck up, make your money, and fucking be the best player you can be. Because if I was an owner, honestly, in this situation, I'd be like, oh, word, you don't want to play for us? Well, guess what? I have no problem playing you, but I'm going to bench you for the rest of your fucking contract until you decide you want to play. And good luck getting endorsement deals now. Maybe you'll fucking get some shit for fucking milk. Because if you warm it up, you'll go to sleep. Because that's what your relevancy is on the fucking bench. Who's who's your new sponsor? CDTA. Best benches in the country. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you can fucking get a promotion for fucking parks and recreation because you're going to be looking at nothing but landscape oh, and God. other people doing shit. Like, I, 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 if this is the trend I'm seeing, the NFL is becoming unfucking bearable. It is, it honestly is, like, this is all, this, this is what all, college is doing too, though. Yeah, but, that's fine. If you want to transfer, I do think that you should sit out. You don't lose a year of eligibility. You can sit out and you can go to another team, but there's some kind of punishment involved in that. Unless, of course, it's a Justin Fields type situation where like, you're dealing with fucking obviously racial shit and you're not comfortable staying at the school. If that kind of situation happens or any other form of harassment, yeah, I can see an exemption being waivered. That being said, this kind of shit that's happening in the NFL could only happen by a generation of people who grew up on fucking Madden that if they didn't like the team that they were on and their creative character, they could demand a fucking trade and it would fucking happen. Because this shit doesn't happen in real fucking life, or at least it fucking shouldn't. <laughs> could you imagine yeah. me going to my job? I don't like what I'm doing. Trade me to... Yeah, I'd like to go to IBM, please. No, IBM's a sinking ship. Send me to Tesla. Okay. Okay, that would have been the exact same equivalent to what Minka Fitzpatrick just did. My fucking, my shit is fucking Kodak. Trade me to IBM. That's the equivalent of what he fucking did. Dead company and went to one that's sinking. The only problem that I see, or the only, like, there's an issue with what he did, is that he's leaving the cocaine. Okay, but the Steelers' relevancy is entirely based on this season on the progress of Ryan Shazier. Exactly. Like, that is the best thing you have going for you. That's what we were saying. Like, they have no heart. 
They're, they're... Okay, you're missing the point. The, my point is the fact that your team is so garbage, the best thing that your team can hope to get publicity-wise is someone who should literally be paraplegic walking again. Gotcha. That's the best your team can hope for this year. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, work the young guys on defense and try and create a fucking defense. But the season's fucking over. I know we're two week in, weeks in, but it's fucking over. I can say it for the Giants, too. That's why you put in Daniel Jones. That makes sense to me. Might as well see what you got. Give him some fucking playing time and some experience if you're going to fucking draft him at number six. But accept the reality that your season is over. Again, you want to go blow smoke, have a cigarette. The, you, there's no argument at this point, gentlemen, that the fuck, this is a rebuild. You can't say you can win now when this motherfucker two weeks in benches Eli. Like, it's not possible. Don't fucking like... Eli don't. didn't even have... A, he had a really good game against the Cowboys. Threw for over 300 yards, had a touchdown. I, listen, I don't... Fine. So this can't be because he's underperforming. This had to have been planned... They're probably just expediting it because... Because of the situation. Why the yeah. fuck not? Because it's not like your defense is going to stop anybody. To be honest, Eli losing and Eli not performing well, one, is because Eli makes mistakes. He's always going to make mistakes. As long as he can mitigate them, the team should be able to win because he's good at managing a game. He's always had the interception problems. Right, but he's always been good at managing a game. This isn't his fault. This is 100% on the defense. They can't stop shit. They can't stop anything. At no. all. Nope. And you want to sit here and be like, oh, well, we didn't trade away that much on defense. Yeah, you fucking did. You gave away the house. No, you didn't trade away much on defense. You traded away Eli Apple. You just let everyone else walk. Well, that was, that's the problem. That was it. You didn't preserve any defense. And what, Jim, Jabril Peppers is supposed to fucking correct that? That, that? That's part of the problem. That They didn't. They let Landon Collins walk and go to a fucking rival. They let him leave yeah, and go to the Redskins. Yeah, whatever. They let Olivier Vernon leave. You could have got something for them. Like, Landon Collins could have got you a third-round pick at worst. Yeah, but see, and that's also the fucking problem now that I have with the fucking NFL leading off of my fucking rank. Is that teams, like, announce that they want to trade somebody so fast... And teams just accept the fact that they're like, trade, fuck that. We'll just wait until you release his ass, and then we'll pick him up. I guarantee you somebody's going to pick up fucking Taco, Taco and, like, and try and get him into the lineup. And he may actually work wherever he fucking ends up. Who the fuck knows? He's lazy. He didn't, he, he didn't want to play. So is Eric Flowers, and he's starting. I think Eric Flowers genuinely tried. I think he was just that bad. What? Nobody gets out of college and then in three consecutive years regresses from the year before. Like, you started off bad in the NFL, and you got worse. And then when we were like, okay, this is the bottom. He can't get worse. We have to be able to make him better. He was like, oh, really? Watch this shit. And he got worse. I mean, and now he's starting for the Redskins. Which is why the Redskins have the problems they do on their own line. I understand why the Redskins aren't fucking throwing Haskins out there. They're like, let fucking Keenum get killed. He's kind of winging it. You know what? He's doing the best he can. You're absolutely right. But I wouldn't put Haskins behind there. That's just asking for a slaughter. It's just like like uh, David Carr. Like well, He could have been a great quarterback. You just fucking killed him with the you're worst offensive right. line in the NFL If history. he was even what... Even, what, even if he was what fucking... 
Derek Carr is, that would have been a better career because it would have been a better fucking situation. He just literally was murdered game after game after game behind what is probably, like I said, the worst offensive line in NFL history. You think the Giants' offensive line was bad? Shit. The Texans, when they first became well, a yeah, team, because they drafted it was everyone the worst. else, and they are like, oh shit, we need people to protect the quarterback. Who do we get? Fucking Billy from fucking Supermart. He weighs 350. Can he block? He doesn't move fast. Oh, fuck. But I've seen him carry cases of fucking two liters. I'll tell you what. I says you what? That's exactly what probably happened there. Like I'll tell you, every time I go and get breakfast at McDonald's, there's a guy that's behind me every morning. Whoa, is he big boy? Like that's how they got their offensive line. Oh, how big is he? I'm talking about ten double or ten double cheeseburgers and a McGriddle. Yeah. Yep. That. Yeah. That's... Ten double cheeseburger and a McGriddle. They make it for him because they don't want him going into a food rage even though it's still fucking nine and the fucking grill isn't on. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, I think it's... I did get one of my bets this week, finally. In fucking stupid parlays. <laughs> I hit one too. Nice. 45 bucks. Sweet. Yeah. Thanks to uh, the Ravens, the Texans, the Giants, uh, sorry, the Bills, the Cowboys... And, no, you can thank the Giants. They made it happen. I can't thank the Giants, yeah. Uh, and the Seahawks. You know what fucking... I find funny is I honestly think the Bills are going to meet the Patriots 3-0, 3-0 in the dildo game. The dildo game? Yes, it's going to be in Buffalo. Have you not known this? Yes. Like every single fucking year. They throw the dildo, yeah. They throw the, yeah, it's Tom Brady's mouthpiece. Yeah. That's why they throw it. And they wait for Tom Brady to do something where he gets this close enough to the sidelines and they chuck the fucking dildo. What I'm looking forward to, and I know I shouldn't because this is very presumptive thinking. Oh, the, the, what? Fuck you! I already know where you're going. What? I'm assuming undefeated Pats against fucking Dallas. Ten and O Pats, ten and O Dallas. Yeah. Don't break your arm jerking yourself off on that one. Oh, I won't. Because <laughs> I don't think that that's going to happen. You don't think the Patriots are going to go ten and O? I didn't say that. <laughs> Anyways. I didn't say that. It, again, it's nice to dream. Anyways, Daniel Jones going to be starting for the New York Giants. Uh, they made the announcement today. Was it today? Yesterday. Yesterday. Made the announcement yesterday that uh, Daniel Jones from Duke University will be their starting quarterback. Do you know how many players on that Duke offense since Daniel Jones played at Duke are in the NFL? I don't know. Zero. Zero. That's why. Maybe that's why he looked shitty at Duke when he looked bad. It's because they were bad. Anyways. My only advice is good luck. Yeah. I'll see how it goes. I don't have high hopes this season. Good luck. They asked They asked uh, the, the media, being they, asked Eli Manning, you know, is this it for Eli? And he gave what I thought was a funny response. The I'm not dead. No, I'm not dying and the season's not over, so nobody knows. I'm not, well, thank you, Eli. I'm not dying yet. <laughs> yeah, and, well, in fairness, we're all dying. Yeah, and with every breath we take. Mm. Anyways, um, wow, we are getting really late. So, Dan, why don't you... Tell us what games we're going to be choosing from. All right. And, Tony, I will update you 
while he's pulling them up on what the standings are. Dan Beebe's in first place, 20 and 10. You're in second, 17 and 13. I'm in third, 13 and 17. And Dan O'Shea is 9 and 21. Well, that's what happens when you don't pick any of the games last week. (laughs) And he's still not that far behind me. Hmm. Well, in fairness, you make some outrageous picks. I make some outrageous picks. One hundred. It's not like this is new. People could look at the last three seasons. You do. I won the first season, right? And then you just start going overboard. I mean, is it my fault that I think the Chattanooga is actually going to beat Tennessee? Yeah, but you're like the guy that caught the golden goose and then you cooked it. Tasted good. Well, now you're going hungry. I'm going hungry. All right, yeah, first game, game baby. What's our first game? So we got Air Force versus Boise State with the spread. Boise State's an eight and a half point favorite at home. Give me the Air Force boys. I'm take the Air Force too. Air Force. Air Force plus eight with the points. Yeah, give me Air Force on the points. Okay. Dan O'Shea, what are you taking? Nothing. Dan O'Shea. Dan O'Shea. Dan O'Shea. No, we're, we're joking. Now we need somebody to find Dan O'Shea. Okay. We were joking before. Now. Yeah. <laughs> now we're, we're serious. Are you saying we've known where he's been this whole time? I mean, I, I don't know anything. I'm just a guy. Should we do an absolute shit show? I know, Hold on a second. I know something about an elephant sanctuary. Fucking jealous. But, yes. What's the... What's the uh, shit show? Boston College versus Rutgers. Oh, fucking God. Boston, Boston College. College. I say, I say, with the spread, eight points. Boston College. Boston College is giving the eight points. They have. They got to be favorite. the favorite. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, eight points. Yeah, Boston College. What, why do you like doing this with the spread? I fucking hate the spread. Why? Be- because I can't tell if A.J. Dillon's going to fucking snap his leg in half. You know, on his sixty-yard touchdown, was the only run. one that looked—he was all of Boston College last week. He um, had one hundred and fifty-one yards in like the first half, and the second half he had one more carry. BC. Because they're dumb. <laughs> it's like what the fuck. What the fuck are you doing? BC. Okay. BC minus eight. Yep. Uh, okay, so- Daniel Shea. <laughs> nope, okay. What's next? We got, uh, let's do um, Auburn versus Texas A&M, straight up. A&M. A&M? Yep. Who's where? Uh, A&M is at home. Auburn. Taking Auburn on the road? Mm-hmm. Okay. A&M. And when, you're lo- when you lose that, I'm going to be like, Auburn! That wasn't very funny. That's a fucking dad joke. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. I appreciate that. You're welcome. I mean, I did not, literally nothing. Next one. Ready? Yep. I got UFC versus Pitt over under 61. What is it? UCF. Sorry. UCF versus Pitt. Okay. Over under 61. Fuck. I think UCF scores that themselves. Yeah. I'm going to go over. Over. <laughs> so you're doing that too? The over. Right, over if what they, is it? Sixty-one. Yes. I'm going to take the over. Okay. Just a second. If UCF doesn't blow them away, then there's a problem with whoever faces Pitt. 
Mm-hmm. Might just be Penn State, but you know. Yeah. So mm. what's that? Three college games. Um. Four. Four. It's four. Okay. All right. Um, Hold on a second. All right. Uh, so I just want to know if UCF goes undefeated this season. No. With three Power Five victories, how do they not get serious consideration? If Clemson's beating these same teams, if uh, if USC, well, I guess they don't anymore. Nope. If Utah has a chance at getting to the playoff and they're beating teams like Stanford, I, I don't understand how they can look at UCF and be like, yeah, you beat Stanford too, but like, fuck you. What conference are they in? They're in the American Athletic Conference. That's why. Doesn't matter. Notre Dame's not even in a fucking conference. They could play. You're right. And that's another reason why. Because I think that the BCS learned what happened when you allow a team who isn't in a Power 5 conference and is considered an independent but gets prestige because of their fucking name who played nothing but garbage last year for the majority of their schedule get into a playoff. You get fucking slaughtered. UCF would have been a better play. But I think the NCAA will be cautious about it because they don't want a repeat of what fucking happened. In all honesty, Notre Dame should be banned from the playoffs for three years. Until they join a conference, Yep, I think. Until they get better. <laughs> uh, I mean, this whole UCF point is moot anyways because I've heard... Took my word. I've heard that the NFL is attempting to trade... U- for UCF for offering the Miami. the Miami Dolphins to the American Athletic Conference. Well, that's going to be difficult because I heard that the Miami Dolphins are the newest member of the XFL. Oh, I mean, that's too high caliber for them. Oh, I think it's perfect where they are because it's nonsense. <laughs> Anyways, Dan CFL. Beebe, let's, let's continue. OSU versus Texas. Uh, with the spread, Texas is favored by six points. You put them in the State. EFL and they would still have a fucking problem. And that doesn't even fucking exist anymore. No. Oh, that was so great. the AFL. Sure. The Arena Football League? Or the... Uh, AAF? AAF. They still lose! Probably. Just stick them there. Birmingham Iron gonna clap them cheeks. Nope. God, that was short-lived. Alright, I'm sorry. What was yep. the pick? Texas and what? Oklahoma Texas. State, Texas, spread, Texas favored. Eight, you said? Six. Six. Texas. Texas. Texas is at home. Texas. This is this is where I'm going to get crazy. Okay, state to stay within six. You're thinking the same thing I am. Give me okay, state. With the points. So I'm that? sorry, I can't go against the shirtless Mike Gundy. What's that? Five college yep. games. Do one more college, and we'll switch over to the pros. Oh, doing six and four this week. Yeah, why not? All right, let's do uh, Colorado, Arizona State. You pick some real fucking shit. My, what, what? Colorado State? Who? Colorado and Arizona State. Actually, no, let's not do that one. <laughs> That's some real fucking garbage there. Do you know who's not losing this week? Penn State. They're not playing. They're not mm-hmm. playing. Yeah. Good for you. They're not Great. losing. It's like Michigan last week. Yeah. 
Well, they needed a bye week after fucking almost getting their shit pushed in by fucking Army. I think the Army is a good team. Should have been ranked. I agree with you, but I don't think... If Michigan... If people are going to talk about Michigan the way that they're fucking talking about it, they shouldn't have struggled that hard against fucking Army, okay? Oh, no, I agree. But I think that's... People don't realize that Michigan's not as good as they were last year. No. I actually, to be honest, I like I took the Ohio State last week, and I I thought the game would have been closer than fifty-one to ten. All right, Indiana for some reason always seems to play them better than that. It would have been a much closer. It probably would have been like a a thirty-five to ten game had Michael Penix been in because he controls the ball really well. Peyton Ramsey was just like fucking. Stupid. I mean, sorry, BB. Let's do... Uh... We can do that Colorado-Arizona State game if you want. Yeah. Arizona State's going to waste them. I think so. I think so, yeah. This one's probably not much better. Uh... Perfect. The Citadel. No. And Georgia Tech. I want one like we could literally flip a coin on. Fuck Georgia Tech, man. The city. The city. I'm, I'm selecting all FCS teams that nobody's ever heard of. I've heard of every FCS team. Go Division Two. I have a harder right. time with that. I'll go D three. I'll go, go Wisconsin Whitewater. I'll do Hudson Valley. They're NJCAA. Oh shit. <laughs> the Vikings. Hmm. I could. I literally know nothing. <laughs> FCS or what? You can go. You do whatever you want. I'm just. I'm just talking fucking shit. I'll put in stupid shit if I. We did a high it. school game. Remember? Yeah. Like I'll. I'm just. <laughs> That's a Troy. No, we did Shaker Saratoga. If there's any way for me to get reliable scores, I'll throw in Pop Warner. <laughs> Yo, I'll be Pop Warner three and zero. Are you telling me? Yeah. I, how do you know that? Because uh, one of the when I was coaching the Maulers. Um, one of the players that was on the team is not one of the coaches on Only Pop One. I'm friends with him on Facebook. I, I knew there had to be a way that you knew that, but I was like, are you just randomly going to Albany Pop Warner games? No. He's that bored? Nope. 3 0 and clapping cheeks. That's my new favorite uh, saying. Thank you to uh, the internet. Yeah, whoever that asshole who made that storm area. By the way, is anyone going to storm area 51 on Friday? No, but I'm no, definitely no. going to watch. Hell yeah, son. <laughs> Hell yeah. Dude, there were people already getting arrested because they tried to get a jump start. Yes. Ridiculous. Like, you're lucky you're getting arrested. Like People get shot. People are going to die. Yeah. Let's do Dartmouth versus Jacksonville in the FCS. Dartmouth versus Jacksonville. Yeah. I know nothing about any of this. Okay, Ivy League is typically pretty shit. It's Jacksonville, not Jacksonville State. It's the it Dolphins, says, not the Gamecocks. Just as, let's see, Jacksonville, just Jacksonville. Okay, it's the Dolphins. I, not that it matters, but where are they playing? In uh, Jacksonville. Okay, give me Dartmouth. They haven't even played yet this year. They're facing the 1-1 one one Jacksonville. Okay. Give me Jacksonville at home, straight up. All right. Christ, I can't even believe that ESPN puts this on there. I, I, I don't know. Fucking give me Dartmouth because they're in fucking New Hampshire. All right. <laughs> Did either of you know that 
University of Jacksonville with the Dolphins? No. I mean, I did once I Googled it because there's a dolphin jumping through the J and the U. So I kind of safely assumed. All right. All right. So uh, we'll switch over to the pros. Thank God. Four games left. Uh, yes. Right. Don't even do the Dallas-Miami game because you said pros. We're not well, going to talk I was about actually going to be like over-under. Don't do Do the spread. Yeah. What is this? What the fuck 21 and a half. Dallas is a 21 and a half point favorite over the fucking Dolphins. Even worse, the Patriots are a 23 and a half point favorite over the fucking Jets. Oh, here's here's one we can do. Uh, Giants, Buccaneers, uh, over under. Let's see. Man, you just really hate straight up, don't you? Yeah, trying to make it doesn't pay anything if you're bit. doesn't pay anything know. if you're making bets. ESPN doesn't even have like a percentage calculator for Dartmouth and Jacksonville. It's like because they don't know. You figure it out. The people who are going to be broadcasting that game are the same people that would go to like the one ESPN broadcast for UAlbany basketball and keep calling them Albany State from the American Conference. Okay, first of all, the American Conference is a different fucking conference. It's over under 48. Oh, that's under. That is under. Giants Bucks. 48? Yeah. Under. Under. Mm. Tony sounds like he's struggling. Oh, Tony wants to be different. Okay. Panthers, Cardinals, straight up. Oh, wait, sorry. What's the... Oh, the... 48? 48. Okay. Panthers, Panthers, Cardinals, Cardinals? straight up? Straight up. Give me the Cardinals. Panthers have looked really fucking bad. Kyle Murray sucks. So does Cam Newton, though. Cam Newton's not playing. Kyle Murray's going to play. Give me the Panthers in that one. Okay. It's going to be the Battle of the Murrays. Battle of the K-Murrays. Awesome. It's better than K-Marks. Yes, that's with an S. They don't exist anymore. Uh, you can find them. Same way you can find a Ponderosa. Yeah, you just gotta go to Buckwheat, Tennessee. Buckwheat, Tennessee. I don't know that that's a real town. If it is, I don't apologize because I didn't know you fucking existed. Because we probably just gave you publicity for free. In fact, we're gonna send you an invoice. Seriously. You know what? Hopefully that gets one more person to stop at your maybe Motel 5. (laughs) Let's be honest. Motel 3 at best. Yeah. like It's definitely not a 6. No. Certainly not an eight. No. Nope. If you're lucky, it could be a sixty-nine. You're, you're lucky if they extra. leave a candle on for you. <laughs> it could be a Motel sixty-nine, but you're going to have to pay extra for that. Yeah. And you're not going to want it. No. Toothless woman named Barb. <laughs> if it's even Barb, it might be her brother. Yeah. <laughs> One of those hyphenated names. Mary Lou Lynn. No. <laughs> last name. What's the last name? Um, I don't know. Probably Bakersfield or some shit like that. 
Oh, man. Volunteers fan. Yeah, fucking... Last name something really generic, like white, because they want to make sure that you know that what they are. Yeah. Caucasian. Yeah. Fucking. Texans yeah. Chargers straight up. Ooh. Chargers look like ass. Texans. Texans. Are... Texans. We kind of have to go that way. I've got Deshaun Watson in the league. And fuck the Chargers. Fucking half-ass team. Doesn't even play in a real stadium. High Texans. Texans. Mm-hmm. You know, I heard Philip Rivers telling the wide receivers if they didn't play better, he's gonna replace them with his kids. So, um, yeah, he can. He can feel the whole says team. The same thing to the old lineman because he can feel the whole fucking team. Yeah. <laughs> if you're not good to me, I'm gonna replace you with my kids. Bring back Antonio Cromartie and replace you guys with his kids too. They'll play defense. They got a 53-man roster there. We got offense. You take care of the defense, all right? (laughs) Falcons, Colts, straight up. Uh, Falcons, Colts. Falcons looked horrible. I'm going to go Colts. Falcons. Falcons. They can't can't be that bad for that long. Devontae Freeman's got to get his shit together. That puts us at how many? One, two, three. Do the Chiefs game? We don't Five, know what's going to happen. Six, there. seven, eight. Well, I mean, because that's ten, anyways. Ten. There that's our ten, right? Yep. Air Force, Boston College, A and M, UCF, Pitt, OK State, Jacksonville, Giants, Bucks, Panthers, Texans, Falcons. Yep. Mm. There we go. That's All ten. Right. All right. Good shit. Yeah, yep. Shay's gonna get another fucking zero and ten. Another zero and ten. Maybe we should put this in the group. And be like, hey, Dan O'Shea. Get your shit do, you feel, do you feel like picking these games, or do you want to go zero and ten again? <laughs> Question mark. He'll still catch me. Oh man! All right, guys, it's been a, a fun yet long episode. So, what do you say we end it right here, right now, with this week in sports history? So, yeah. All right, this week in sports history, I specifically looked for something on a day. Normally, I don't do that. Normally, I just look through all the days. But my dad's birthday was uh, was on September 16th. Really quickly. Cool. Uh, Jamal Adams tweeted, This league is a damn joke. I just got fined 21000 for this hit. I signed up to play football, not to hand touch. Bullshit. I don't give a damn about these soft rules protecting quarterbacks. I'm going to play my brand of football every time I step on the field. SMH. Well, the XFL is readily available to you. Yep. Okay, so in honor of my dad's birthday on September 16th, 1937, Redskins NFL franchise plays first game in Washington at Griffith Stadium. They defeat the New York Giants in the season opener 13-3. to Damn. Yep. My dad was also Dan Snyder. Wonder if we're related to the owner of the Redskins. When he dies, hopefully we'll find out one day. Hmm. You can hope, but you get a lot of work out of you. Oh, no, because I'm going to sell the team. <laughs> like, listen, who wants it for five million bucks? <laughs> I just want to retain the rights to Johnny Rockets. <laughs> okay. Listen, I'm going to separate Johnny Rockets from Six Flags, because technically Six Flags owns Johnny Rockets. Separate them. You can have the Redskins for five million, or you can have the Redskins and Johnny Rockets for $25 million. 
I'm sorry, Redskins and Six Flags for $25 million. I'm keeping Johnny Rockets. Flip Free it. burgers and fucking shakes. Hell yeah. All right. I'll go to Johnny Rockets with you whenever once you own it. Yeah. Listen, you'll be my VIPs. Sweet. All right. And Velvet thank you. Velvet rope and all. Velvet. There's no velvet rope at Johnny fucking Rockets. We're going to take Johnny Rockets over and make Johnny Rockets Sportsbook. Johnny Rockets is probably worth like $8 total. Just it's good fucking food. Not after we make it a sports book. It's worth 10 All right. Depending on how bats go. Yeah, check us out on Twitter at DanDanTony. On Facebook, we're DanDanTony Sports. That dude's mouth is wide as fuck. <laughs> we're watching something on USA. It suits. Yeah, suit whatever. He looks like Nixon as a squirrel. Is what he... Am I wrong? No, you're not, you're not terribly. <laughs> All right. Off topics. All right. Uh, check us out on Twitter at DanDanTony, Facebook, we're DanDanTony Sports. If you want to send us an email, we are DanDanTonySports at gmail.com. I want to thank you all for listening. For Dan, Dan, Tony, and somewhere in the world, there's another Dan. Have a good night. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC member SIPC.